I can't do like an air bagpipe. I who can't, I mean well, that's probably a good thing because that would probably sound like a fucking nightmare to be honest. <laughs> hey bud. Hey man. How you doing? I'm great. How you doing? I'm great. Doing good. How are doing? you doing? I'm good. It's a false Sunday. Talking Dune. Talking motherfucking Dune, dude. Talking motherfucking Dune. The sun just came out, but that's fine. I need a day where I've I've watched two Nightmare on Elm Street movies today, so I'm, I'm having a day where I'm well, not doing. You got to stay in. The sun's too high. You got to get back inside. You know, you can't be out there in that high high rack and sun. Yeah. If I've learned anything from the Nightmare on Elm Street, if I go outside and the sun's too high, Freddy Krueger might do something where he turns into the sun and then he t- like burns me to a crisp. He'll, he'll say something like. Uh, I don't know. You gotta wear your sunscreen. Like, yeah, but it would, I don't know, or it'd be like, ah, extra crispy, bitch. Or he'd put me in a bucket, and then he'd say, I ordered extra crispy. Like, that's what he does. He really does start yeah. learning to say bitch by the later movies. <laughs> he sure uh, does say bitch a lot. Um, fuck. <laughs> Man. Hey, fucking, How are you? Uh, I'm great. Uh, saw Dune Thursday IMAX with the buds. Yeah. Had a good time. You get audio stuff. Uh, yeah, you're just breaking me? up a little bit. Oh, I hear you. I hear right. you. So you all saw right. Thursday with some buds. Yeah, IMAX. Um, it. IMAXed it. Going again Wednesday. Also mm-hmm. same theater IMAX. Um, yeah. Because it's pretty goddamn good in IMAX. I will say it was so good in IMAX. And I've been thinking about, like, I want to watch it again. Uh, I've been trying to. I, I I was thinking about it. I walked Cooper. I went to the park uh, and walked him for a little bit. And then I was, like, even thinking about it then because I was just like, fuck, am I going to go see this in IMAX again? Because I'm like, it is on HBO Max. But then I was like. It ain't the same. It's it not. And that's like a, I don't know, that's probably going to be like a good end, maybe a detraction thing when we talk, keep talking. But. I don't know. It's a uh, goddamn. What did, it's an experience, man. It's it, it really is. It, it fucking okay. So <laughs> we've really, both read the book, and I'm like hot off the book. So I'm you, like I'm in it right you, now. Yeah, yeah. You are on fucking Arrakis right now, and you're just like yeah. hell fucking yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. It was so fucking good. I I really really loved it. The um. So obviously, we both. This episode should probably be called "Well in the Book." Uh, well in the book, yeah. So we'll definitely try our best to not talk about past where they stop in the movie, right? Like, try not to spoil the ending of the book. I think we, sh- yeah, I think that's actually a very good idea because I yeah. think you and I haven't even talked about the ending of the book, really. No, which I want to. Maybe we should just do like a separate like <laughs> Dune we pod. Could- we probably could like just for like even if it's like a twenty minute thing because yeah. the ending the ending is fucking the it's ending insane. is the thing that I think makes it something special where it mm-hmm. is both a certain type of story as well as a deconstruction of that same type of story and that's what makes it fucking awesome and the I mean the movie I was uh, so I saw it Thursday uh, with Kelly who had to put up with me reading the book this summer she 
has seen one other IMAX movie and it was Rise of Skywalker. Uh, and she was still pretty concussed when we saw that. Uh, oh, God. And so, which she That's didn't even remember. Good. But she walked out of Dune and was just like, she, like blown away. And this I was is really, what IMAX is for, for sure. And I thought she was going to hate it because when we walked into the theater, uh, and I say that because like that type of like overwhelmingly big and loud is not like her thing at all. And when we walked into the theater, it was the second half of the Matrix 4 trailer, which is just like, as it's just like free and it's just like it's people, loud that's a loud trailer it, it's that and it's people flipping around and it's all this crazy shit and the camera spinning <laughs> like um, people fall and then it's a mirror that like reforms it's like somewhere showed else that before us too it was fucking awesome it's fucking awesome but i was just like uh-oh and then the batman trailer was immediately after which is maybe the loudest trailer i've ever fucking seen uh on youtube so, <laughs> you know so, what I thought was interesting? Sorry, go ahead. Finish your story. Well, I was just going to say, she left and was like, that was so fucking cool. Like, mesmerized and, like, loved it in IMAX. Like, had, like, headphones on, but still was just, like, I, like, was, like, blown away. Had, like, never seen anything like that before. It's, and I was just like, yeah, I was trying to, <laughs> like, I think I sent her, like, IMAX's Instagram had, like, the thing where they show you, like, the IMAX difference and it's that mm-hmm. shot of Gurney and Paul hanging with off the, the back of the thopter with the worm and it's like you don't even get the full worm's mouth in like the standard frame and then it's like the IMAX frame it's like and then yeah. some yeah it's yeah. it's like more than 33% of the image I would say you're missing because like he does fill it whereas like Justice yeah. League he's not really filling it they weren't gonna release that like that they were gonna crop it to a yeah. full screen yeah. Whereas this like is using the full frame. This movie's sense of scale is fucking bonkers. Uh, I, I sorry. I, I just to before going down this road, you were about to say something as I was talking about the IMAX stuff, but it was surprisingly quieter in this theater. I thought like this specific theater I went to, I was like, oh, this is actually like a pleasant volume. I'm not. I didn't have to wear my earplugs because in No Time to Die, at the other one, I was like, this is insane. Really, I thought it was about as loud as No Time to Die. I think it's the different. I think it's the types of sounds, maybe, where No Time to Die is like explosions and gunfire. Gunfire, gun yeah. Where this, it's like score and atmosphere, and and then that lady who just keeps yelling at you. It's not um, as it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. I was worried that it was going to be bad, and it really wasn't. Yeah, the, I mean the sound of the whole movie is fucking amazing. Like yeah. there are certain sound the the <laughs> it's actually I I got a mini tangent for it, but um uh like the scene where the Benny Gessert uh if I'm even saying that right, there's still certain things. Gesserit, Gesserit. No one okay. really says anything the same way. So it's that, and then I have no idea to say, how to say kids quads had I have uh, no I'm fucking Hadrak. Yeah. They like throw I say out... I say kids watch Hadrak. Yeah, I have no fucking idea. I, I think I say it differently every time. It's, but it's like, fucking he's the one. He's the chosen one. Yeah, he's multiple chosen ones. But uh Chosen one. Chosen one. <laughs> wee, wee, wee. Um uh but the 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 scene where the Gesserit show up and then when they leave, their takeoff and landing scene sequences have that weird like chanting like almost like chimes and bells. I don't know how to fucking describe it, but it's it is, cool. 
it's really cool and it's just kind of like coming from everywhere and you're just like what is you don't this? know what's music and what's not like it's yeah it's so cool it, it i was like Hans zimmer man it, it, and it didn't sound like anything he's done really but it also was like this sounds like Hans zimmer you know what i mean like i wasn't like oh it sounds like the dark knight whereas like in no time to die there were parts where it's like all right like this he's is, using some he's like yeah, yeah well it's filler you know it's whatever yeah he's like yeah. what uh, yeah but um or well Sean, you didn't have a reaction like the fucking nerds behind me who when the movie ended they were like i fucking knew it was Hans zimmer i knew it i knew it and they were like so proud of themselves for like that i was like, I, was like Get the fuck out of here. I actually had a fun person behind me they were all like Ooh. cheering during the credits and i was like we work on it and it was um like a foley artist who did all of the footstep sounds from the, in the sand whoa and those are like, like that is cool as shit like, that's actually really important like that's yeah. there's like a couple shot oh, oh my god there th- th- okay mm-hmm. so you just made me like remember something that i noticed that was like footstep related from the movie it's when paul in the scene when paul it's when they go to the 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 harvester with the with the firm first worm attack I think it's, like, really Paul's, like, first steps out on, like, the open desert. And, like, they make an explicit choice to, like, show his, his like, feet. footsteps. And it's because I, what I was paying attention to more so was, like, they already – he's already walking not really in rhythm. Like, it, I, that was it. Maybe I'm reading too much into yeah, it. Yeah. No. Yeah. He already knows. He knows how to do the walk. He knows how to do the walk, which I – if I was to do, like a like, a scary movie-style parody of this – uh, when they have to do the sandwalk, it would be my favorite kind of comedy trope, which is when he leads them how to do a step-by-step how to do a dance. He's like, well, got to teach you how to do the sandwalk. Step to the left and you step to the right. Put one foot in front of the other. But then don't do that any more times. No. Don't do something weird after. Uh, the film books, uh, oh, all of the shit was like, uh, it was so good. It, it yeah. As far as adaptations go, it is just like yeah. With some exceptions, I will say, but like more personal, I would say. Like I, I would have. All right, well, where do you want to start with this? Like, where, where do we go? Where do we like? This is, this is a lot. It's a lot. I, I didn't even write down notes for this because I was just I didn't like, either. I don't, I don't think we're gonna be able to really. <laughs> no, do I didn't it. either. I think we just kind of have a free for all. Uh, we. <laughs> I think. I would. I guess I'll to... start with what I didn't. What I wish I got a little more of was Doctor Yui. I wish we had a little bit more of Doctor Yui, mm. like a scene, I... one more scene, like two minutes. That's. I it. was. I. I agree. He wasn't in enough. So when it just kind of happens, it's like, wait, what? Like Kelly was like, wait, what? Like we were it's talking a about little, after. It's a little jarring, and I would. I'm curious as to how people who didn't read the book reacted to that because it is kind yeah. of it's jarring in the book too but it's also you kind of know something's gonna happen it is jarring in the book but i from my experience reading the book and honestly watching the movie one of the things that i'm like i really guess i barely understood those first couple chapters because like i don't remember paul's visions of like Chani being as like prominent and it's probably just because i straight up was like reading words and like not understanding what the fuck was going on uh, yeah um yeah. but the, i think one of the first things that like i was able to understand because it's like the maybe this like second or third chapter i think is the first chapter the gom jabbar 
I think it is, because that's the one thing I'm like, I, I distinctly remember watching the, I watched like the first half of the Lynch movie like a mm-hmm. decade ago, and was like, I don't know what the fuck's going on, I'm turning this off. Yeah. Um, I'm going to watch that probably in a week or so. But. It's actually not that bad. All right. Weird, one thing yeah. I'll say is like, I could see where they pulled, like how you could get that from the same source material. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. not that far off from yeah. the same book. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's goofy well, shit. That, yeah, that's what <laughs> I hear, which is why great. I'm like, I want to watch it. Oh, no, that's why I love it. I love yeah. it for that. Yeah. Um, what I was about to say, but the, the, the Dr. Yui stuff is like, uh, like it's like the second or third chapter, Baron Harkonnen is introduced and he explicitly says he turned Yui uh, and he's like a spy of his and he's going to yeah. betray them. And it's like, in Got terms of trap. like the early in terms of like the early chapters of the book, I'm like, okay, that I understand. <laughs> like, and then it takes like 150, 200 pages for that betrayal to eventually happen. And there's a little bit more, like while all the exposition is going on, they kind of keep reminding you of that. Yeah. I think the, the book does a good job of like telling you what's going to happen while throwing a bunch of crazy shit at you, like with the visions and foreshadowing in a way that like, frankly is really satisfying so that when you're just like when he does finally betray them you're like oh my god he betrayed them. it's like it's it's it really works but it, it yeah the the book is very filmy in the sense that it it i think it's edited in the sense that like it moves in a very filmic way um yes it's fucking great if you haven't read the yeah. book and you like this movie or if even if you didn't like the movie and you're like i'll I, I kind of curious to see what it was fucking do it because it's great yeah it's, but... it's it's weird as shit and it's hard to like get going but once you do and i i did with the audiobook i, I recommend that yeah. too that's that's a big help because it's long and i saw you just got the second one i just got messiah so yes. I have um, it, but I want to read a couple other things before diving into it. Yeah, I might do. I gotta read one of our friends wrote a memoir, so I uh, might oh, read cool. that first, okay. and then um, yeah, just uh, the Grohl Grohl book I got to Dave Grohl's memoir. Yeah, so I might read that as well. Nice, um, but yeah, so <sighs> the Doctor Yui, I was like, okay, but I also really love the fucking the tooth shit, like. I was like, yes, because I loved how that scene played out. In the yes. book. That was like my favorite. At that. Like, oh, shit, this is fucking nuts. It's such a fucking good setup that he wants <laughs> for revenge. And then that scene in the book is like crazy because it's so tense. And I was, and you're like, oh, shit, when's it going to happen? Um, because like Leto is like barely like conscious. And that's like the one thing that kind of like sticks out. He's like, I got a point on this tooth, I think. It's it fucking rules. I liked what happened in the movie how they did it because i think in the i'm gonna keep doing this but in the book like the baron just like goes through like a trap door like bond villain style but in this he's still stuck in the room and then there's like a cleanup crew goes in and he's just like stuck to the ceiling in this way that you're like what am i looking at and then the two hazmat suit dudes just are like and their hazmat silhouette is like really weird looking and they're just backing up just like hands up like what the fuck it's it's awesome it's so good i i fucking howled when i saw that part i was like what yeah yeah i was because uh, that was like teetering on like lynch's goofiness i was like that's fucking great like this is yeah. exactly what this movie needed right now yeah i think they did a good fucking... job of like 
they put in enough like really kind of like goofy shit like at random times yeah and in a way that was like so jarring like <laughs> i was gonna save this i was gonna do a bit sean where i was gonna be like well who was your favorite character well who was your favorite let's just do this bit who was your favorite character in in the movie Oof. in terms of like i mean the fucking baron is just <laughs> they did so, a I really liked the the version of the Baron. The Baron is horrible. Let's just go off. Like, he is a great villain in the sense that he is, like, the grossest and, like, most most vile, disgusting person uh, ever. But it's, like, you understand, like, why he's in that position because he's just Mm. fucking ruthless and he's, like... He knows how to, like... Well, because there's also, like, there's the whole... A big theme in the book is, like, eugenics and, like, kind of, like... yeah. Yeah, they're, like there. I was gonna go into that whole thing too. Of like, there's some problematic shit in the book that they. Oh yeah, they, it like there's no way of avoiding like the white savior aspect of all of it, and like the colonial yes. like. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so I, I would save that if we do a book talk thing. Yeah. So that's a lot of that. A lot more of that is like second half where some of my conflicted feelings about those themes come up. Excuse me, but um. But y- yeah, in the, the '60s, you know, exa- yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's like it was, a, it was the time. All right, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was as was the fashion at the times to be a horrible dude. I mean, Lord but, of the Rings has like questionable verbiage and stuff in it. Like, Lord of the Rings is yeah. uh, pretty blatantly coded, yeah. also in ways that yeah. is like rough. Yeah. Uh, what are the descriptions of the dwarves? Let's say, um, <laughs> yeah, it's it, there's a lot of. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. 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 Like it's kind of, it's, it's, it's in these books and like, it's, we, yeah, it's not, we can't ignore it. And the the Freeman in particular are just basically coded as like Middle Eastern Arabic culture. I mean, they they have like, they use the word jihad and in the book too. And and in the movie, in this new movie, there's a scene where Harkonnen, Baron Harkonnen at one point pronounces Arrakis in a way where he's like, Arrakis. And I'm like, oh, he just said Arrakis. Like, I'm like, I'm like, you know what? After reading the book all this time, I never made that connection because I guess I didn't say it out loud that much. But Arrakis. I don't know. That felt, that felt uh, yeah. like clear choice. But um, yeah. yeah. So is, was the Baron your favorite character in the book? book as well i'm just curious no i no i would no i would say both book and movie was is duncan generally um i just love the baron i just love how they interpreted the baron in this uh personally but his uh, look too with the the big like marlon brando like muumu kind of shirt he did the whole he did the apocalypse now forehead thing i was like yeah i see what you're doing yeah did that and then it's it's he wears like the big flowy just kind of like tunic frock thing but then it comes to like a really thin so he's almost like a comet shape because he just floats around there's that one shot of like him arriving back in the capitol building where he's just above all of his soldiers and it's so fucking crazy look man this is a pretty movie um it's insane um if i if i may i think my favorite book character who you wanted more yui i wanted more kinds or keys keys kinds 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 yeah kinds in the book is they gender swapped him for the movie which i was like cool um 
they're they're like the planetologist and they go way more into um they're more neutral even though they have like ties to the emperor and they talk about like the life cycle of the planet and the freeman culture they kind of gone native quote unquote that's what but, the, yeah duncan says it in the movie yeah which and, i was like oh they they actually did use that okay <laughs> yeah yeah but the uh there's like a really good dinner scene in the book, and I was surprised that wasn't in there. Uh, I was surprised it wasn't it was in the movie. Pretty important, I would say, like pivotal you, to the know, you, yeah. Yeah, you got a lot of character stuff, and then you would have gotten like a semi-drunk uh, Jason Momoa and like looking yeah. uncomfortable in a suit. And I'm just like reading the book. I was just like, I see this perfectly in my mind. <laughs> Maybe um, they cut it. I don't know. Like that, because like there's a the story like some Paul or t- someone tells a story about someone drowning, and they're like so shocked that there could even be that much water to kill somebody like there's yeah there's that and it's like the treatment of like the servants and they introduce a lot of stuff in that scene i remember that dinner scene being like really really riveting because that's like all the politics too and you kind of get everyone's allegiances and stuff and i really liked in the movie when uh uh leto is just like there's gonna be political day he's like he's like it's not just gonna be that it's gonna be political danger and i (laughs) Yeah, I was talking to Kelly about it after because we watched Crimson Peak recently, and in the beginning of that movie, they like they're like, yeah, it's a ghost story, uh, and she like the main character is like a writer, and she writes a book, and they're like, is it a horror story? And she's like, well, it's a story with ghosts in it, and they're like, is it scary? And she's like, well, the ghosts are metaphors, and then it's like everybody who they did not like that movie when that came out review wise were just like, yeah, it's not scary. I was like, well, you didn't fucking listen when the movie explicitly told you this. And this watching this, I was just like, oh, okay, it's kind of doing that, but just being like, no, no, no. it's not going to be about like action movie stuff. It's going to be about political danger. Yeah, <laughs> which I, which I liked, but um, uh, kind kinds I I liked the book version better just because they went into them more. Probably my favorite character in the movie though is probably bdsm spider um because the movie just kind of does a hard cut to bdsm spider with human hands and i was like I, I, yeah that was fucking whew. i was like holy shit excuse me that's that was the probably the most lynch thing of all of this i i think everything on jetty prime was yeah um, because that looked the most, uh, I think, I, I need to watch the doc, the Jarandowski's Dune documentary, because apparently it's insane. But I gotta watch it too, now that I know that it exists. It's great. Yeah. But I've seen some of the the um, concept art, I think, for Jarandowski's. Maybe Lynch used it. And it's for, I think, Jetty Prime for like the Harkonnens, like, Capital City. And it's just, like, all, like organic faces and giant build it and it looks similar to I, I they must have pulled a little bit from that yeah but. i think they they kind of did what jackson did with lord of the rings and pulled from like all of the interpretations yeah. and it's it's a good thing to do because it's like yeah it's like the scene i think the scene with the um ring wraith over the four hobbits is only in the cartoon that was like created for the cartoon right and it's so the, and it's like the shot it's yeah and it's like yeah why not go yeah. for that and then now it's just that's just part of lord yeah, of the rings it's, now yeah. it's part of the mythos really oh, um so good. I, I was there i was on that i was in those woods where they filmed it and uh it's just like a random park 
and there's like houses all over the place. And it's like if How the camera funny is slightly that? different. It it yeah. still blows my mind when I think about it sometimes. It's but. yeah, it's kind of funny to think like how much did they just like frame out shit like <laughs> Oh probably so much more than we even fucking realized. Then once like this CGI got good by like yeah. uh, Return of the King, they're like eh, just get, get over it. it. Yeah, just get it out of here. Um anyway, uh yeah, the casting is fucking great. I mean everyone fucking spot on across the board while i was reading the book i was i got so much more excited for the movie because i was just like Mm -hmm. everyone across the board oscar isaac is great leto i think in the he's a little more expanded i would say than or like he he's very prominent which is good because he is very prominent in the first half like yeah i i think he he's kind of a ned stark he he is. I think he's a little bit more heroic, like classic heroic, honorable. Um, oh yeah, I, and I just think in the sense like, like you think it's yeah. gonna be his story, and then they kind of it's like mm, yeah, it's Paul's really. Polly yeah. boys. Um, uh, yeah, that's so good. Rebecca Ferguson fucking rules in everything. Just at, end of story. I, yeah, um, the way they the way they did the voice was so good. Oh my god! Yeah, that was so like, fucking. Cool. Oh whoa! Uh, that was probably one of the parts where Kelly like was just like, "Holy shit!" Like Kelly like kind of got like so pumped in the thopter when they like he does the voice to the dumb guy, and then like she uses it like on the other like you, like they do an awesome tag team move. She was just like oh, like jaw dropped. It was yeah. It, the voice is fucking crazy because it's hard to explain too, but it's it's so cool. Yeah. Well, that's the that's the thing I think this movie does so well too is it doesn't bother with explaining shit at all. Really, there's yeah. like a few things like the film books are good and they're used really well, um, right. and you know there's some there's like not really a big exposition dump though. I don't think it's like you, you get enough of it like as it's going. You know, like it's it's just kind of like here you go, next thing, next thing, next thing. You know, we were talking about that. It's not really boring everything really moves at a clip it's long but Didn't everything moves at a two clip. and a half hours i was like is this when it got to the end i was like is this where it's ending right now no a, a, a genuine complaint i have about it is that like once it kind of kept going i was just like well where is it gonna end like what is the end point gonna be and it didn't end where i thought i thought he would have at least named himself ma dib um that's what i was thinking too i think he was i thought he was gonna do that i thought it was gonna end with them taking the the water of life or whatever i thought it was gonna be something like that and a little bit more of a ceremony of him being accepted because i think if it ended where part two of the book ends it would have been a little bit too much um i thought they would have done a little bit more of getting accepted into the culture especially because now it's like well they haven't gone into production in part two and everyone's gonna be a little bit older so yeah <laughs> logically yeah you would think that they would have waited for the time jump just naturally like the because now it actually will be probably two or three years between them no probably more they probably shot this in like 2018 yeah timothy chalamet's voice might have changed we don't know t shells he, he they definitely did some good makeup with him he did look younger his eyebrows were thicker i think they like made his eyebrows thicker or something yeah they do a good job of making him really seem like I mean, he's Lil. He's he's Lil. You really do feel for him. Um, yeah. And then that weird Momoa's scene just where like beating the shit out of him with his pats, like. 
Wait, 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 what happened? I just thought of, I just pictured, like, it, he's so tiny that, like, every time Momoa touches him in that scene when, like, he shows back up, it's just, like, crumbling <laughs> his bones underneath. <laughs> he's just, he's, he's got, you know, Momoa, he's just, like, slapping people, like, hey, hey come uh, on, man, let's get a beer. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, man. Although, I, I, while I was watching Momoa, I was just, like, without the beard, I was just, like, this doesn't, and I mean this, this is going to be a little body shaming sounding, probably, but I was just, like, you know what? I feel like Momo is not necessarily in like super buff Aquaman shape right now, and I that made me happy for him. I was like, he probably had a blast. He didn't no, have to be. He, he, he doesn't have to, have to be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, because that's got to be fucking miserable. And I'm sure he's like, this rules. Where Dave Bautista, <laughs> Kelly, Kelly was <laughs> Kelly kept calling him like a, a pale Shrek. <laughs> you know, I've talked about this before. <laughs> But Dave Bautista, he's got his two acting ticks, which I really love. One is when it's time to get serious, he's gonna put on the littlest glasses you've ever fucking seen. And then his his other one, which he does, he does it in like every movie, and he did it in this. And depending on the movie and the scene, it does change pitch. There is like a specific emotion behind each time. But when Momoa has to like attack or strike, he like does his like yell. But, like, it always comes from a point of emotion in a way that's, like, kind of unsettling. And he did that in the scene. He, like, decapitates a bunch of people and he kind of can't yeah. really see it. But... Fucking love Batista. Uh, I might have called him Momoa that whole time, but I was met Yeah, I knew, I knew you were talking about Batista. Yeah. Dave. Um, Gold Dave. Um, Dave. But I, I re- want to <sighs> Going back to Chalamet, I thought he did a great fucking job. Yes. I agree. I thought everyone was fucking awesome. Like... Yeah, across the board. I was like, no one was weak. Oh, I guess I would have liked a little more Piter too. But other than that, yeah, just Dustin da- Das Malchin is always good. Exactly. Like, I was like, that's yeah. fucking perfect casting. <laughs> yeah. Do you know who? A... You know who's him in the Lynch one? Fucking Brad Dourif. I dude. was about to say, I know Brad Dourif's in in there somewhere, and it's, <laughs> it's like, right. I love Brad Dourif and shit. Like, I don't like Chucky. Chucky too scary. What? Brad Dourif fucking <laughs> rules. Green Worm Tongue. Yeah. Green Worm Tongue. I wanted to say two things with Chalamet. There's that weird scene where they show him changing in front of his mom, and his mom kind of checks him out for a second. Uh, and I was just like, is this where this is going? But um, that with there that what, there was something weird about that. that was like, I, I've, of, uh, yeah, I picked up on that, too. I was like. But whatever. The, but they also show, like, he is, like, Lil. He's just like yeah. Lil, like he's, and it, it is like the weight of everything on him. And he sells, when he has the vision in the tent, which I thought it was crazy that they made the tent look like a womb. Like where there's that one shot where it was like the still tent pulling out the water and it's just like veins and like red and like pulse it. I was like, oh, he's getting reborn. Cool. Uh, but that scene where he was having the vision of the, the holy, the jihad in his name and he sees him and evil Zendaya, um, <laughs> like and like the vision and he's like watching all this and he's like freaking out and he's like i just want somebody to help me help me like i I can't stop it like why won't anybody stop it and it's like i was like oh he's selling the weight of wars being fought across the stars in your name and yeah in a way where i was like that's and it's the fucking spice dude like there's spice in the tent he can't can't literally is surrounded he's engulfed in these like you're fucked yeah I liked how the spice looked. It was really cool. How it like the the glittering, like glistening in the in the shot yeah. it was good. fucking great. You could see it sort of like the sand would just be like darker in certain spots, and it was like mm-hmm. there's the spice, there's all that spice. 
Yeah. The um, fucking just a pretty pretty fucking movie. <laughs> because then whenever he had the the spice dreams, like Zendaya is great. She's not. She doesn't do much. Uh, like <laughs> Kelly and I were that, talking about. Yeah. It, where, it's not. Really, she's not really in the first half of the book at all. Not at all. The um. But she's like a lot of this movie is basically just like a perfume ad with Zendaya and Timothy Chalamet, <laughs> where it's just her walking in like flowing robes. It's orange tinted. Sometimes it looks yeah. like she's like stepping forward, but it kind of looks like it's like a shot in reverse. They do some weird footstep stuff there. That good work to the Foley artist again. Um, but uh, every time she did that slow turnaround, you know, you know what I'm talking about. It's, yeah. She did like ninety times. I just kept wanting it to go, Zendaya. Like every time, because it was cracking me up. But yeah, fuck. Yeah, she's great. I mean, she's still good. I'm excited to see what she's. What she's yeah, it's in. gonna be. There's a lot more for her in part two for sure. Um, I think they're gonna give her a lot of Kynes's Keys's uh, exposition about knowing the life cycle of the planet. I think. I think we're gonna get a lot of that from her instead, um, which is fine. I that yeah, I works. Agree. Yeah, I mean. There's so many characters in this anyway. I mean, uh, one notable one was Fade Rautha, who, which I knew going in, which I think that that's a good setup for part two. It's like, okay, like here's this new guy that's coming in. I think like I mix him and like Rabin up. Yeah, because so. that's that's the thing. It's like the in the in, especially in Lynch, it's Sting, which is great, but like he's yeah. not really the role isn't that big. Which but, one? Who is who is he in this one? Because I'm blanking. He, that's why he's not in the book, or he's not in this. They're like they're saving him, I think, for part two. Right, and he's um, he's the Baron's kind of like new champion in the second half, right? Yeah, he wants him to ru- rule Dune. Right. So then there's that. I mean, many, many spoilers for the books. Like he's in the gladiator fight in the yeah. Part. Okay. Yeah. Cool. It's fucking sting. That's incredible. All right. Uh, I'm gonna have to- <laughs> Uh, I got to finish Sopranos this week if I want to watch many Saints of Newark. And I know. Talk I'm, about it. I'm dropping I, the ball on that. I got to watch that. I might watch it tonight with Gail when she gets back. Have you seen it yet? No. Oh my gosh! Interesting. I, I still know. have like 11 episodes left <laughs> before I watch it, which know, maybe. It's, but then it's Halloween, so I'm like, oh, scary movies. But I know. I've, I've been dropping the ball on that too. Um, just been all consuming Dune, dude. Yeah. Um, the fucking uh, Arakian, the the city looks so fucking cool. It was probably a model. I want to believe it's a model. It's only a model. I um, fucking loved it. Uh, that great. sequence, flying through it and just getting the scale, it's fucking crazy. This uh, the, the best. I, okay, so go just talk about the scale for a second. Um, this movie's so good at showing you a giant fucking man-made th- it, it it you always get like a couple things in the shot it's usually like you can usually barely see people in a lot of those shots mm-hmm. they're little, little little itty bitty completely dwarfed by like a giant man-made like construct uh like this the spice extractors or like something like that but then like in between that you'll see like the thopters or like something flying that you kind of get an idea of like what the size is compared to people and then no matter what, everything is always – there's still a ton of space in the shot that so that everything can still be dwarfed by the environment yeah. in the end. And it's – I'm like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's that sounds really simple, but I'm like, that's actually like – yeah. To do that well is like fucking crazy. There's like, there's like some shots where you can barely tell there's people because like they do – it's so big – 
the shot itself is just fucking big and like the people are more or less like blocked by like the heat wave like the heat wave yeah. kind of mirage effect and it's it's like it's it's mind-blowing it's, it's it's great yeah it's it's exactly it's everything i like expected i guess and hoped it would be in a way like if if that's like a good way I to agree. summarize it like i i i wasn't disappointed by really anything besides that the you like some characters just not having as much but like it's an it's an adaptation like you can't get everything in there it's like they yeah. had pretty much everything else so far like I, they I got agree. the gist of it mm-hmm. and they didn't cr- cram it down your throat either which like the lynch movie is just like everyone giving you like a, a block of exposition the next yeah. person talks it's just constant like yeah and they i think certain things are missed because of that like kelly and i were talking about it after i think one of the things I really love about the book is that the idea of the least like Lisan Al Gib or whatever, yeah. whichever version of the, the the Freeman Messiah, and the the idea of the Freeman Messiah isn't is something that the Benny Gesserit implanted into their culture like a thousand or two years ago. That eventually there will be an outsider. Like they just kind of like gave them this idea. That eventually just kind of spiraled into part of their culture and religion. And I love that take on it. That it's like Jessica knows that it's like fake, sort of. Or it was like an idea that was implanted. They seeded. They, I think she says they like seeded the world with that. And then I don't think it's as clear that like Paul decides to lean on that. Um, like in order to. Uh, he uses it. He uses it to gain like political fame like yeah he to gain power and to yeah. also survive and you know like there's a lot to it but yeah it's yeah. it's crazy it's great it's fucking it's because she said she's like fucking careful paul like you know, watch it really spiral out of control and then he just sort of decides to Does start it. doing yeah. it and i don't know if that feel it doesn't feel like that's as explicitly like laid out in the movie yet i, I assume in part two there will be like a part where she's just like hey Hey, Paul, this is getting pretty out of hand. Paul, what are you doing, dude? You gotta relax. Paul, do you have a messiah insurance? You gotta, you gotta take it easy with this messiah stuff. It's really freaking me out, bro. It's really freaking me out. But also, dude, if you're the messiah, I'll 100% follow you, man. 100%. Um, <laughs> um, I'm just saying, if if I was James, I don't know. I probably wouldn't have gone down like that. Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying, if I was me, if I was Duke Lino in that situation, probably wouldn't have gone down like that. That's probably better the usage of that. Um, uh, I Oscar Isaac per- portrays Duke Leto so well. Like he just kind of knows he's fucked. You know, he's just like, I guess I got to go to Arrakis. Like, you know, like yeah. And then he tries to rationalize it with Paul, and I'm like, oh, this is good. He's like, we're gonna make so much money, and I'm like, no, you're not. Like, yeah, it's not gonna, it's not gonna mm, be great. But yeah. I, I like he explicitly lays out where he's just like think about like the military power he, he i think i don't remember that as much in the book where leto's just like desert power that's what we want like he starts to try and cultivate that but i don't remember that being like his explicit it's, goal but. i think it's like a better way of or not a better way it's a it's their way of kind of showing that he's like interested in, in the fremen and thinks that there's more fremen and more to them than yeah. like what the harkonnens thought you know 
Like the Harkonnens only thought there was like fifty thousand of them, and there's like a couple million or whatever. Yeah, they don't. They never the Hark the Harkonnens or Harkonnens never did anything to understand the planet, try and adapt no. to it. Like they're just like gross, fucking awful things that just show up. And, takers, I mean, they're colonizers. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're takers. Yeah, I like that Paul explicitly says that at one point too. I was like, yeah. You just you show up, you take, but what are you actually going to give to the planet like that? that yeah, and he says that too, like, um, oh, so we're just going to, like, fucking show up and, uh, or what does he say? Uh, or he, uh, they're told that. That's, I think that's kind of where they, he's like, they believe it because they're told it. Right. He has that kind of, like, standoffishness about their messiah thing at first, which I think kind of, like, throws that in there. It's like, he knows it's bullshit at first. Mm-hmm. And he, he even is like, this is insane. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, okay, I'm going to use it. Like, yeah, I'm going to use it. But then also, uh, I don't know, it does kind of sound like me. <laughs> like, yeah, Maybe it is me. I don't know. I'm, I'm like, But it's... I got to make sure I keep my head on my shoulders about this. But maybe. Because <laughs> like... I think they, they do portray him. I guess it's, I'm probably bleeding into part two a little more. But like, he is a little more reluctant in this version, I would say. Like, they kind of Aragorn him with the movie. Like, he's... He's a little more like scared and well, that's what this one's arc ultimately is. This one's yeah. arc is he has a vision that he dies in a fight at the end of the movie. And then he keeps seeing that. And it's my interpretation is Paul, Paul dies at the end of the, the movie um, so that Maudib can come after. Cause yeah. it's like the re you get some rebirth stuff, but Paul has to die and, uh, just jumping to that fight at the end too with uh, Jamus. Um, that fight is so good uh, <laughs> because Paul basically kills that dude like four times over before he finally like finishes him off. Mm-hmm. He gets like killing strikes in multiple times, and then the guy is just like fucking furious. He's just like, like don't like why would you fucking humiliate me? And everyone's just like, oh, it's portrayed really well. Yeah, where everyone on the outside is just like, what is he doing? Like, he's, like, he's fucking with this guy. Like, are you really? Because like, there's like, there's like no honor in that. You know, like you have yeah. to have like, a clean death, good fight, like honorable. And they, it's it's really important in the book. And they portrayed that that like when right when shit hits the fan from like then on out, I guess is like beat like. The, the thopter when they get captured like everything is portrayed like so fucking well it's like like how they get everything from yui and like mm-hmm. the, in the tent like it's all like oh this is great this is a great visualization of all of this exposition and like all of this bullshit that's in this part yep <laughs> it's so good I, and then i think they cut out like a few things like they have a f- couple more like trials in the debt they introduce that sand wand thing yeah the only they don't do there's like a whole thing where that gets lost and like they get buried for a little bit and I was like honestly I was like yeah that's fine but that was like when they get out of the tent like that's kind yeah. of what I thought that was I guess like yeah. it was it was like a, a simpler version of that I was like this is great I like you you get all of it without having to like make it a whole thing yeah 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 no I agree I think I I think uh, a second I I will say though I think as the movie kept going I was getting a little bit more like less engaged but i honestly think my brain was more just like where is it what's the end point gonna be yeah like, and i think 
similar to when I watched The Last Jedi for the first time, I didn't like the crate battle. But now when I rewatch the movie, because I'm like, it's just like this extra like 30, 40 minutes that I had like the story felt over. And then I like watch it a second time. I was like, oh, no, this is the most important shit. Yeah. And it's my favorite stuff in that movie now. Um, where I think if I watch it a second time, I'll probably be more into that. Also, that whole se- like section, there's like a good 30, 40 minutes of this movie that are like barely visible in a way that like it's nighttime. It's so dark in a way that really, really works and is like really pretty to the point where there's a shot of a sunrise at the end of all of that. And it hurt my eyes, <laughs> like, which, yeah. like, which yeah. I was like, well, that's crazy. I don't know. I, I felt was... intentional. <laughs> I was very curious as to how they were going to portray nighttime because I was like, how are like, realistically you wouldn't be able to see fucking anything. It's there's no, there's no light on this planet. Yeah. So, and like, that's a big part of it. Like a big chunk of it is at night because they can't move it during the day. So it's like, how are you going to do that? I mean, (laughs) so it, it was great. Yeah. And then like they showed, they did like a, a, like a hard cut to like a, a Cheney, Chani, uh, vision. And I was like, Oh God, like, yeah. Right. Was that what you're talking about? Or like, there was another part of it too, where they did like, a, it was like very bright. And I was like, Oh God. Suddenly. And it just like hurts. Like where yeah. it's like impressive, where it makes you, it makes you feel yeah. there. It's, um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's fucking very effective filmmaking. It's really good. And that's the, and I, I mean, Kelly and I were talking about this. Like it's, this feels like something special where it's like everything like the tagline for this movie is like it begins and like they're clearly this is like such a blatant franchise starter but and it doesn't need it like warner brothers doesn't have much besides fucking batman right now <laughs> yeah and like they're also, trying to do fantastic beasts <laughs> but they don't like dune could be their thing like a, a dune universe uh, would because they, they're talking hbo max shows and like all yeah. this shit and i'm like let's go like absolutely yeah. made 40 million dollars that's pretty good that's for pretty it. good for a day it's their best day and d- date release like simultaneous release by far like bought by a few million because everything is on HBO Max, and I think people know that they like this. And theaters is going to be. They're going to look at HBO Max, Max too. I'm sure a lot of people watched it on HBO Max. It also feels like at this point they've kind of already said like, "All right, we'll do it." Like I think they, <laughs> I think they fucked up enough and br- burned some other bridges with filmmakers where I think they're just like, Wait, "I think we should just probably do this." I mean, because I could. You're be, right yeah. though. When you brought up Fantastic Beasts, bringing that up honestly made me laugh because I complete. I was like, "Oh yeah, that's the thing." You're right, because all they have is they got the DC stuff, which is but they're like still fumbling that. They still don't have that like locked in. It's like just commit well, to yeah. something. If you just commit to it, people will probably be into it. I think that well, we lost our fandom. Ep- I I did want to talk about this just for a second. We lost our oh, fandom yeah. episode because my fucking Garage Band wouldn't save last week, and then it wouldn't it wouldn't upload it. It wouldn't save. It wouldn't do anything, and it got to the point where I had to. I guess I was like, well, what if I try and restart GarageBand? That didn't work. And I was like, well, I'm going to quit after trying to save it for a bunch. And I copied the the audio timeline, hoping that I could paste it in a new one. Because at that point, nothing was working and nothing could work right. And then we lost it. So we lost our whole fucking fandom episode, which 
I'm really eh, it happens. It happens. It's all well right. to our credit, it hasn't happened yet. But we had all of our great takes about all the upcoming DC stuff, and yeah. we had some good predictions that I'm so confident of that I'm like kind of pissed that we lost some of them because I wanted to be on the record with a couple things. But I don't know. Um, no, but you're 100 right. They're like www.wb. They don't uh, have anything like solid. They had they had Harry Potter, but J.K. Rowling is like yeah. That whole franchise is just full of like. I don't think bad, it, like I don't think Brian Herbert's gonna be a problem. <laughs> is he even alive? Well, uh, I have no idea. Uh, I wouldn't be. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, the the actual Dune source material, like we were saying, like there are things that are problematic, but then there's also like you get weird. This is I I know it how is, this is it, about to sound, but you do get weird both sides stuff with a lot of the things that feel questionable. Where it's like, is this a good thing? Should he be doing this? Yes, and that's my not great defense of it as like a as a story, but that's as a story, not about like people yeah. or personal politics like as much. It's just like as a story, it at least gives you a little bit of both perspectives on it, which I think makes yeah. it at least more interesting. But yeah, and it's yeah, it, it <laughs> it's it's it's, diff- it's 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 hard to ignore, especially especially when you read it. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, yes. Uh, they, well, I think. They use like Islamic Bible, Orange Catholic Bible is a thing. I think they show Gurney with his little Bible. There's like a shot of him looking at his little OC Bible. Wait, do you want to do a quick Dune talk? Or give you a Dune talking to? Oh, fuck. If Laura Dern showed up in this, that would be crazy. Um, quick Dune talk. My favorite, I forget if we talked about this, but one of my favorite fucking, did you read the appendices in, in it? I'm, I just finished the religion one. That is maybe my favorite thing in the entire book. Uh, yeah. Because isn't it like I'm I just wanna make sure I didn't like misread or interpret this, but like the whole religion one is like at some point like two thousand, five thousand years ago or something, all the religious leaders pooled together and they sent a bunch mm. of religious leaders on a retreat and pulled poured a bunch of money in to create a religious doctrine that's like universal for humans. Yep. And it goes like over budget, it go, it takes all this extra time, people like are like waiting for these results, like what they're going to come up with. And it's supposed to be this whole like universal new religion. And it's basically just like, do whatever you want. You're a good person. <laughs> like God doesn't yeah. care. God yeah. doesn't want you to live with rules and everyone hates it. And I, I think that is the greatest fucking thing I've ever. Heard. It's awesome. Yeah. It's like this crazy ecumenical council. That's like, it's, and then there's also like the Butlerian Jihad, which is crazy. Like that's super right. important. I don't know. I don't know if we should dive into that because that could be like a plot point or like addressed at some point. But it's like the reason why there's no like crazy technology, basically, and like I why there's about that, like right. Fufir Howard and Piter or these like human computers when their eyes go white. They're like that was fucking great. I was like, this is a simple and easy way to show that they're human computers. Basically, it's, it's crazy shorthand. They just kind of do it, and then nothing yeah. pauses on it to let you know that they're computer men. <laughs> Yeah, the the mentats. And they, uh, can I just say one? Well, I the religion thing cracks me up when I think about that because that's probably how it would go. But then, like after another thousand years or whatever, people are like, eh, actually, no, this is this isn't bad. But, um, <laughs> uh, which I think is like the, that fucking that's the best. But um, I was gonna say, it's, speaking of crazy things that the movie does, I, I, I we started the episode this way, but the movie opens before the studio logos. <laughs> 
With a bunch yeah, of crazy I was, yeah. bag, bagpipes and didgeridoo talk. And then it's just yeah, like a lot of noise. Throat it was Sardaukar, right? The Sardaukar do all the throat stuff. I, right. I think it is because it's yeah. all. And then and then you hear a little bit of that. And then subtitles appear. So it lets you know that people have been talking. And then the studio logos. And I, was so, I was so thrown off by that. I was like, oh, cool. No Warner Brothers logo? And then it showed it. I was like. What? What? I, I something went wrong. <laughs> I laughed so fucking hard. I was like, holy shit. I was like, we are fucking in for a show tonight, to quote The Dark Knight Rises. But the, <laughs> uh, fuck. I thought that was the craziest thing, and I loved that so fucking much. And I'm just, just thinking about how that's how the movie starts. It makes the, me like uh, so fucking happy. The introduction of Gady Prime, the it was like the drums. It's like, tch, 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 tch. I was like, yep. When, I, when, I, when they went to Sal this better Secundus. fucking win everything. Like sound design, all the technical shit, sweep for sure. That yeah. uh, maybe adapted screenplay too. I wouldn't be surprised if it got nominated. I think it's, how, it's like like it's a Herculean task adapting this fucking book. There's a middle schooler who's reading the book, and I every once in a while ask him how where he's at, and then he was talking about it, and then someone asked like, "What even is that?" And he was just like, "Uh," and I was like, "Uh," because <laughs> yeah. it's like, it's <laughs> like, well, you see, it's about resources, <laughs> which is what I'd say whenever anybody asks, because I think that's really funny. It's about but, God, uh, it's Jesus. There's a lot of stuff in it. <laughs> While watching the movie, Kelly was saying this. She was like, after a certain point, it's just like, this is really engrossing. I really like this. And then after the attack, she was like, but what is this about? And then it was like Paul in the tent. That scene there. And she was like, oh, okay. Now it feels kind of important. But it's also, it's really a thing where it's like, I don't really know how to sum it up. It's kind of, other than like. It's about it's, humanity, really. Like, Right? It's, well, yeah, yeah, it it's is. Because, like, that's the other thing. Everyone's a human. No one's an alien. Like, they're all humans. They're just from different planets at this point. And, like, I was thinking yeah, about this. Been, like, Yeah, the spice created space travel. Yeah. Oh, so, so it's tw- the year is, like, 10191, but they reset their calendar, like, 20,000 years ago because of the, the jihad. So it's really, like, the that. year 30,000 or something. Oh I think God. it's like it's like twenty five thousand really or something like that. A friend of mine, uh, their brother has been reading the books and they're on like the third or fourth. They were on the third or fourth book over the summer. And my friend asked their brother uh, what that one's about. And apparently he responded eons. So, <laughs> <laughs> so when it comes apparently to, it gets really crazy. Yeah, I think some of them take place like thousands of years apart from each yeah. other. And which is crazy because like in the book, I think we've talked about this, but in the book, like each chapter starts with a a quote, which is basically from a history book, like in the far future of the events that are happening. It's like quotes from history books that are looking back on the the story as you're reading it. Yeah. It's like as if like it's a Bible about the Paul. Yeah. That's that was my interpretation of it. Like the quote sayings of the princess here Yep. And about it's just like you're like, who is so this character? That? And it's like, it's like, all right, well, I got like 15 pages. Oh, okay. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fucking, what's the other guy's name? Jennings or Fenning? This is fucking 
there's a guy like there's so many people yeah Fenring or Fenring yeah. yeah he's the, like the the ending is I I God, fucking two is gonna be nuts I two is gonna be crazy because we see <sighs> their version of like full scale Arrakis warfare which in the trailer it's the big tra- trailer shot in the main trailer yeah. um I mean it's basically just that entire shot is like what you see and I was like that's all we're gonna get for that kind of like battle in this like they're, yeah. they're... I, I full on do I was like that's nothing that's gonna be a nothing thing for sure yeah, yeah. It, it's that's a trailer shot and I mean it's it's fucking awesome where it's all the fun do you want to talk about the fighting just in general real quick in this movie because it's weird I thought it is I it's hard to see because of the shields uh, and a lot of it. Like when the yeah. Sardaukar, like that, I like the closing in on them when like they're, it's like the Harkonnens and the Sardaukar, like, uh, like kind of both uh, the, them like landing yeah. that shot when they're landing from the, with the suspensors. I was like, oh, that so good. was, yeah. Kelly's been talking about that, like nonstop, but the, cause it's, it's so fucking cool. It's so, the suspenders, the suspenders are so cool. Uh, yeah, that whole because warfare in the Duneverse is like crazy because it's basically like super advanced, but it's really just kind of back to like swords and knives. Because yeah, because like guns don't work against the shields, right? And then they have lasers. And this movie, Sean, can I invite our special guest on to talk about uh, this next thing? Yeah. All right, Sean. I just want to really quick introduce our special guest to Doctor Evil. Uh, he wants to talk about the lasers. <laughs> in this uh, I'm not gonna do a Doctor Evil voice. I thought about doing that the other day, but now, now that we're here, I'm like, I don't want to. Freaking lasers! Freaking lasers! I freaking loved it. I give it ten out of ten. Ten um, lasers out of ten. Tucka tucka tucka. This movie had the fun. I really liked this movie's version of lasers, where it's like you just kind of open it up and it cuts through everything. Everything, like, yeah. But the, to the point where it's like that is fucking devastating. But it's like if you clip a shield with the laser, like if any shield touch, like and the lasers connect, like they just have like whatever energies are used, just make an atomic explosion, which is yeah. like fucking crazy it's such a weird like small scale mutually assured destruction kind of thing there but uh uh so yeah everyone's basically back to like swords and knives and shit and the, the shields look really goofy at first but eventually you, i think in the movie like i was like oh okay like as it kept going i was like no this this looks good it's like, interesting. It's like, especially the, the the Lich one. They're fucking really crazy. Uh, I've seen that. They look like Tron. Nuts. They look like something out of Tron. Yeah, like, it's, it's crazy. It's nuts. Um, but no, I thought it was cool. I liked how it went red when it hit, and I, yeah. I like the the physicality of it, like how it how it reacted when it was hit. Yeah. Um, and the well, sound, I, the sound, like fucking everything about the sound was so cool. Yeah. Like when like they do the the sword thing to like like test it, it's like yeah, yeah, it's so fucking cool. The but it makes the fighting weird because you have to hit it slow. You have to like do like a slow stab in order to like get mm-hmm. people. So some of the fighting looks really goofy, and I'm gonna call this. There's one moment in particular that stands out where Gurney is leading everybody. It's one of the last times you see Gurney too. Mm-hmm. He's like leading everybody, and then like two. Uh, I think like Harkonnens like come towards him and he like finishes, he like kills him real quick, but it's in a way that looks like super weird. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. Next time I you kinda, see it. I vaguely, yeah, vaguely. Next time you see it, it's very yeah. like, 
don't know. It's it's almost like Joker killing Gamble it's, level. It's where the it's scene like, where he's like, with me, with me. Right, that shot. Yeah. It's supposed to be big and triumphant, like he just did something cool, but I don't think it looked cool at all. I was like, I was like, oh, that was weird. Well, I think it, I kind of remember it being weirdly silent because everything yeah. else was so loud, right? Yeah, that so that might have been why too. Yeah, like I secret. always find kills that are quiet kind of goofy. Like they fucked up and forgot to put the sound in or something, you know. Like every time a guy gets shot in a Christopher Nolan movie, it's like weird. It's like weirdly silent, and they just kind of yeah. like are just like. It's like I've been shut off. Um, yeah, that whole battle destruction sequence though in the middle of the movie is like it's beautiful. Like there are some sh- things in that that are like so beautiful, like. The fucking, the extraction fucking blimp things, like the hot air balloon thing. Can we talk about those real quick? And that, the fucking sandworm scene. We haven't talked about, Sean, oh, we're officially man. an hour in and we haven't talked about a fucking sandworm yet. Let's do That's it. impressive, honestly. Um, the, yeah, that scene was very Sicario to me. That Which felt... One? The when they're like sitting in the thopter, like tracking the worm coming towards the spice extractor, that was yeah. fucking awesome. I was like, this is so good and tense, and like it's got that kind of like kind of like undertone, kind of like ramping up thing going with it, you know. I didn't think about that, but now that so, you say that, like, yeah, it's great because like that maybe was one of my favorite, like spectacle scenes i've ever fucking seen i like kelly too was just like like it's so slow and i mean it's right out of the book i think the only thing is i think in the book they do obviously they have more time to do stuff leto has way more he gets to really have some hero moments and problem solving in a way that's like he values people above all else in a way that's like and kind makes a note of that like yeah, that's when he wins over other characters yeah. in the book as well as you as a reader. You're like, no, this guy fucking rules. It's his like yeah. Mufasa saving young Simba in like the the elephant graveyard kind of thing. Where yeah, you're just like yeah, this dude. Yeah, my dad's the coolest. Like, yeah, he's like he's a genuinely good person that like cares about people. He's not just out for the money. Yeah, it's it, yeah, he doesn't give a shit about the spice. Really, he's like, oh, there's clearly more damn of it. The like, spice. Damn the spice. <laughs> I want. A, an even older version with like an old timey like uh, Shakespearean theater actor turned legend of the screen like Alec Guinness just damn the spice like Oscar Isaac's like the 21st century version of that is he not no he's fucking he Oscar he's Isaac so fucking good. rules he's good in everything even when he like doesn't give a shit like Poe Dameron rules but it's like what do we actually know about Poe Dameron. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, if, yeah. if they ever do a spin, he would never do it. But like, if anyone deserves more, more from those movies, yeah, it's a fucking Poe Dameron movie. Why the fuck not? I think they asked him in like one of those press things during Rise of Skywalker if he would ever do it. He was like, absolutely not. Like, he was just like, I rather he did, he did a Daniel Craig basically. Yeah, I forget what he what he said. But. He said the same thing. He said it during I think a press thing for this or like the other thing that's on HBO with. He, or something he did with Jessica Chastain, I think. The scenes from a marriage or whatever. Yeah, and he was like, it was just really great to not be around green screens. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I get that. Like, you've been doing a lot of big sci-fi shit lately. Like, you've been uh, doing a lot of shit. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, this, well, this though, too, this movie's credit, it never felt like they were on a fucking green screen. And I doubt they no. were on like a full green. They were never on like a Marvel, everything's just no, blue or green. everything felt like a set inside, outside. So I don't know if I told you this. They did a no. really interesting thing with how they shot it on an Alexa large format, but then they scanned it to oh, film. Oh, I forgot about this. And you then they put this. it back to digital for like, you know, distribution and stuff. Cause they just give people hard drives. They like distribute hard drives to movie theaters. And uh, so it has a very film look to it. It has like, especially it was very grainy. And I was like, this is great. Cause it's a fucking sand movie. Of course it should be look grainy. Like, yeah, no shit. Duh. Oh, oh, wait. I just got a new review of this. Just got, came in. Anakin Skywalker on his letterbox <laughs> gave it a half star. <laughs> Negative. Negative 66. Uh, um, too great. <laughs> too, too many great. sands. It, that's what I mean. Though, like the, it made it feel like a film movie because it, like, it had that graininess to it. I was mm-hmm. like, that's fucking great. That's such a simple and effective way to make it feel like it's just everywhere sand all the time. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I remember you told me that. Because, um, I mean, this looked incredible. This looked better than No Time to Die, which I saw at the same theater, um, same IMAX. But this changed the aspect ratios throughout. When I saw No Time to Die, it didn't. And it honestly yeah, looked this, like sometimes it was just blown out. But. It was a lot of IMAX footage, though, which is, I, I, to its credit, the good thing about large format digital is that you can get away with it. It's not loud. The problem with IMAX film is, like, the camera is just so loud itself that you can't record dialogue. Yeah. So, like, they, it, you can do a lot now with the IMAX, and there's just fucking ton of IMAX footage in this. Yeah, there's, I'd say, I mean, it feels like it's, like, at least, like, over half of it, like, honestly. Like, there's... I, yeah, I have to say, like, I've been dropping, like, 70% up to. Yeah, it's just, like, when it's, like, an interior scene where there's, like, not anything crazy or crazy set or anything like that, where it's all just kind of, like, more normal conversation stuff. Um, the sets were so cool. good. Like, the the oh fucking God. gold mural thing of the sandworm with, like, the, the star kind of, like, the halo coming yeah. out of its mouth was, like, amazing. It was so good. I was like, that's so great. Uh, the the scene with the Hunter Seeker, amazing. When he's walking through the hologram and it's all the white light lines going going across him was so good. And we were talking about it where you thought there was going to be a dumb like jump scare where it like turns to him and then it just kind of waits and the yeah. music slowly drops out. And then you thought it would be like, wow and then like go after him and it doesn't even like i'm like denny fucking gets it i'm like i got this fucking guy rules um yeah the okay going back to the sandworm though because it's we 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 we, we were doing a lot of veering that sequence fucking incredible because it's the 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 hot air balloon extractor things are fucking cool and they come down and then they just like web out a bunch of anchors and one of them fails like mm-hmm. the Harkin is just like they they tampered with a bunch of shit before they left and they just left them bad equipment and yeah, yeah they fucked them over so yeah yeah you get that you get and I love kinds at the end it's just like you're not going to be able to prove that but anyway I got stuff to do bye nice yeah. meeting you <laughs> like I like you you're cool uh, good luck good luck with everything bye bye <laughs> um like that I that fucking shit 
I, I they changed. I think from the like Paul has a vision while he's out there because that's his first steps on the actual like desert sand, getting people out of there. And I don't remember that being the same thing. But he has to like run and get back onto the ship as the worm is about to hit. It when the fucking worm shows up, it's like a bu- it's so crazy. <laughs> Busts through the sand. It's like oh, it's great. It's like a bomb goes off and like blows up a fucking mountain. Yeah. And then they do this thing where it's like you just see the vibrations of the sand just like becoming overwhelming. And it's just like all you get pulled under a little bit, like it kind of loosens the sand. So you get you like start to sink in, which they kind of I think they do that in the book, too. Right. I think a little bit because, like, yeah, yeah. there's a shot later at the end. One of the other sandworm encounters where like when it goes off, it just makes a wake. Yeah. And it's sand. It's so cool. It's so fucking cool. It makes like a wake in waves. Like, it's great. The uh, and then it just like it's just like a whirlpool, and it's just this fucking hell mouth of just teeth. And then it's like the actual like tri mouth kind of thing, like behind all the butthole teeth. Yeah. And it just you're on this machine that's like literally right out of fucking Mortal Engines. It that really is the best comparison. It, it's one of the machine cities from Mortal Engines, and it just. Doesn't even, it takes up maybe like a quarter of the fucking sandworm mouth where it's just like, it's like the biggest fucking thing in the world. And was that even the big one in that sequence? Was that, that was only like a quarter of like, right? They said like that one could, it could only be like, they could go like four times the size or whatever. And they, I think they say that that one is a big one, but still they're out in the deep, deep desert. I think is where like the gigantic superworms are. Um, But that sequence, when it, exploded and they're running and it like drops them and it's just like this whole fucking it's so great that's the whole sequence i like my jaw drop i was like i I, my jaw actually dropped like i'm not i'm not making that up like i I was so fucking blown away by just like the sense of scale and everything that was like it's so scary kelly later was just like that felt like a horror movie like imagine a horror movie where like you're there's like big worms under the sand and then, like, your foot... St- it's, like, attracted to your, like... Vibra- I was like, Kelly, we're watching... She's been watching Tremors. Reba. She's been watching Reba a lot recently, too. I I'm, I probably shouldn't be talking about Kelly as much on this, but the... Tremors is going to blow our mind. Because it's just a good fucking movie. <laughs> yeah. And I was like... I was like, there's... Kevin Bacon, cowboy hat. I don't know. I, don't I know. started naming who, people who are in it, and then I almost got to Reba. And then I was like, I'm going to wait. I'm going to just let Reba appear. <laughs> Um, uh, fucking Trish. Uh, yeah, the sandworm. It, there's the one shot where it's like it looks at Paul, and it looks yeah. like an eye, like the the teeth, like kind of come into like an iris. It's fucking mm. great. I was like, that's an, a great idea. Yeah. Um. Apparently, yeah. they like spent a year working on uh the design of the sandworm. Uh, that's right. Which I was like, yeah, the Thopters looked fucking awesome. By the way, yep. like fucking, they to me, and this is gonna be a weird bit of praise. They reminded me of something out of Avatar. In that, like, Avatar does a really good job of like making all the ships and stuff, but then they made really good practical versions of it that made it really tactile. And yeah, yeah, yeah. the Thopters I... ruled. I think the imagery of the Thopters is going to be like pretty great. Like I like the that's going to be something that shines through, I think, like in like an X-Wing or TIE Fighter sort of way. Like I I think that's a very distinct and memorable vehicle. 
I agree because it's it's a it's a dragonfly basically, yeah. and it's cool the way that they fly them where they sometimes like fold the wings in and they can kind of drop and that scene where Momoa is getting chased. It's kind of funny when he just kind of like beats up a couple people and then he just jumps in one as other people are watching and they're like, ah, whatever. Uh, I'm not going to stop that guy. Like, yeah. <laughs> you want to fight that guy? That's kind of what I got from that. Like, yeah, it's great. And then he's just like, <laughs> he's like, yeah, brother, I'm having a great time. I'm just happy to be here. And there's he's just one... flying around and like that whole sequence was fucking cool. There's one scene in the book that they didn't leave in and I get why because it is like when they reunite. And it's, like, kind of sad because, like, he's just, like, fucking everybody's dead, dude. Like, right. fuck. Uh, there's this one scene, Bo, like, I think, like, the, he, like, blows something up and it, like, blows up behind him. And he's, like, yeah, I just, like, did that thing real quick. And, like, I was, like, he... that's such a Momoa thing to do. And, like, it didn't happen. And I was just, like, ah, but, like, I get why. It would have been way out of character for, like, the scene. I agree. I talked to him. I brought that up after because that is he does a laser to it's a shield. Funny as fuck. Yeah, it's he does a laser to a shield, and he just kind of shows yeah. up. And he's like, "Yeah, brother." Like I did. Like he, it's literally the book reading it. It's like he's just Jason Momoa. <laughs> it's like great. It's it's the fucking. I almost feel like Denis I laughed Lanouf, out loud when I read it. I was like, "This is great." Yeah, I almost feel like Denis like read it and was just like, "This is just." I think mean, like he was like, "What if Duncan Idaho is Jason Momoa?" Rather. Jason Momoa is Duncan Idaho because it's just he just is like they're, they're, it's, like it's the essence of Jason Momoa in that scene. I was like, it's he's like, yeah, I just fucking I did it. Like it's like a great one liner, like yep, Hollywood joke. I thought well that would have that would have been a whole thing to introduce, and then went during his hero sacrifice scene, I thought we were gonna get a different version of it. I thought he was gonna like nuke himself by because they have a laser. A laser yeah. cutter in that, and he has a shield. And I was like, "Are they gonna? Is he gonna blow himself up?" But I was like, "That's a crazy thing to like introduce." I don't think they're gonna do that. Yeah, that's a bit yet. much. Yeah, but because it's like they call it atomics, right? Like you use the atomics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is like completely banned or 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 something. But yeah, yeah, no, humanity. I, I, it's about humanity. Yeah. Uh, because <laughs> we do that tier two, but you know, oh. The um, let's see what else? the the that I want to like the whole battle sequence or the attack when they kill all the Atreides. Uh, every time they blew up one of the big ships and it would blow up within its shield, and then the explosion would be contained by the shield, and the shield would light up, and then eventually like break and like burn out from there, and then you would just see like there was like one crazy shot where people are like running in between two of those big ships, and then something explodes in between. And it like activates the shields on like either side, and it's like, vroom. Yeah. it's it's Great. so pretty. It's like because I knew it wasn't gonna be a big bombastic like action super choppy thing. I was like, this is just gonna be like weirdly pretty. And that one shot, I think it's of Paul and Jessica getting out of there, and you see the big Harkonnen ship, um, or I guess uh, Sardaukar, Sardaukar, Sardaukar. Um, they like drop like a weird orb of light and then it's like the million missiles come down. Oh yeah. Like, wipe it. It's crazy. It's fucking beautiful where it's just like, and it's kind of quiet. It's like, and it's just like, it's, it's crazy. It's so good. It's, it's, a good fucking movie. it's phenomenal. Um, the fucking, uh, the Chris knife looked really cool. I liked the look of that. Um, yeah. 
the the uh, glow globe. I love that. Um, yeah, I thought that was cool. Out, kind of just like around. the little things like that. Um, All the, the world building is great. Like the just like the little things that they populate. The bull imagery was a little much. They probably could have like <laughs> cut back a little bit on it, but yeah, I mean, yeah, it was good. It was good. Yeah. Um, they shot it in Norway. The Caladan stuff was mm. in Norway. The I don't know where Gady Prime could have been anywhere. I guess that's probably all the soundstage set. stuff. Yeah, yeah, that wouldn't have said the other the um, um and Salus the Secundus. Salus Secundus was the other planet we saw. Yeah, it was rainy. It just looked fucking miserable. Which is what it's supposed. To, it's just supposed to be yeah. miserable prison, it's a prison planet. planet. Yeah. yeah. Um. Excuse me. Um, yeah, and then uh, Arrakis was, I mentioned it on the last pod, I think. It was um, Wadi Room, which were, they shot right. scenes of this, the Rise of Skywalker desert planet was there. Lawrence they of shot Arabia. Is one of the Lawrence of Arabia. Uh, both, all the Mars movies, Mission to Mars and Red Planet. Right. And also The Martian. So he's walking in the footsteps of Sinise? Yeah. Oh, yeah fucking crazy yeah um yeah I'll, every i like that every planet looked completely different uh the <laughs> so one thing that one thing one sequence that i feel like i didn't appreciate as much was the um leaving uh caladan sequence oh when that comes out of the water because now here's what happened so we saw it at six o'clock and we picked up food before we didn't have enough time to eat so we were like, all right, well, we'll bring it in the movie. We'll eat it during the previews. And there was only like a preview and a half by the time we got there, which I was a little surprised by. And they were the loudest fucking things. And I like <laughs> peed instead. I brought a burger in that smelled fucking horrible. And I felt so bad that I didn't want to eat it. I, I, it was like an impossible meat burger. I felt so bad. It was such a shitty fucking thing. I felt so fucking bad. Uh, but Kelly, always, <laughs> she got a salad, which in retrospect was the worst thing you can eat. It's the one of the loudest things you can crunch on, but we didn't think about that. Um, the leaving uh, Caladan sequence, we both just kind of like, it just got loud. And it was just like loud for like, it was like loud for like two and a half minutes, just kind of like with like Hans Zimmer, like falling on an organ kind of noise. Yeah. And I was just like, all right, it's not, it's so loud. No it's one's going to eat. Able, no one's going to be able to tell how bad my burger stinks. It's too loud. They won't be able to tell. <laughs> But like during that whole sequence, we were just like <laughs> sensory overload. They won't be able to tell we're eating. Because like honestly, it was, and it was like, and we were. Ta- I kept talking to her later, where I was just like, that was so. That was like that was like a highlight of it for me because we were both just like, now this is the time. It's just, it just it was just like loud. Uh, because we had to eat at some point and i was just like i was about ready to give up on it but then it was like no this is the moment it's now or never uh fuck oh my god cracked me up because i was like nothing really happened it was just like loud images of them like leaving i just like picture you doing that in like a quiet place or something and just like not being able to eat for the whole movie Just being like, just like waiting for like, all right, there's got to be one scene or something <laughs> where something loud happens. Yeah. Oh, oh fuck. fuck, that's great. Yeah. Um, yeah, Caladan looked great. Um, everything They're, was fucking gorgeous. Like the few outer space sh- sequences and shots oh. that they had. Whoa! Like the big donut, long donut. Yeah, like the spaceport thing. Like 
yeah, whatever see, that was. Big old dick shooting its sperm out. <laughs> yeah. Seeing the planet. I mean, come on. Come on. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there was honestly like this was kind of like the, the Coliseum in Geonosis and that there was like a lot of like sexual imagery like throughout the whole oh, yeah. thing. It's, I, I had the the I kind of had like Geiger esque. I don't know. Right. There's a there was a BDSM spider with human hands. So yeah, I think there's some Geiger well, shit going and on. That's, and that's like what's crazy too is like the, the Harkonnens, and they definitely do it. I'll show a lot of it in the uh, Lynch version. They just like fuck with people, and like they fuck that. Like that was a human, and it's like so disturbing thinking that like it's they're fucking fucked up. Like they're yeah, bunch of freaks, dude. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, in the book, like. In the book, eventually, like, the Baron, it's like, you already don't like this guy. Then he's like, now bring me uh, that young boy. I don't want to have to rep. Boys. Bring me my boys. Yeah, it's really horrible. It's just like, well, I already didn't like him. (laughs) (laughs) He's a good villain. (laughs) He's he's a good villain. It's like, like, did he need this, too? Because, like, he... (laughs) Which they didn't really lean into it um, in, in this yet. But, like, he does have Leto, like... Naked. Across from at the dinner table, completely naked, and I was just yeah. like, I was like, yeah, it okay, works. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's effective. I, I, it's I'm uncomfortable as fuck, so humiliating in its yeah. own weird way. Yeah, yeah. Um, floating over, I'm just kind of like, yeah. like he was in makeup for fucking seven hours a day, dude. That's crazy. I mean, seven I, hours, and then he had to get into a big thing of like oil, <laughs> like this warm liquid goo face. Oh, fuck. Yeah. That was a wild sequence when, like, it just cut hard cuts to, like, someone just, like, playing with an instrument thing. Like, I was like, what the fuck? The, the lady with hot dog fingers? Yeah. I, I was talking to, we were talking about that later, and I, like, couldn't remember what that was in regards to. I was like, what was, I was like, who, who was hot dog fingers and what were they doing? I don't It's just like what the Harkonnens are all about, man. He's like, what, who's, what are you doing here? Like, what's your weird job? Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's there's like tending to his boils, like the other guy in the lynch. That's what I mean. Like, there's like a guy that tends to his boils. Like, that's it's it. They nail it without it being too weird. It's just the right amount of weird. I I was thinking about it where it's like there is a version of this movie that is closer to like an Aquaman or like a Valyrian or something where it's a lot of just like cut to this and they're just going to present you with something crazy. For whatever reason, this movie only does it a couple of times, really, where it's like, where you're really just like, what? Uh, and it starts. And again, not like the fact that it's a bunch of bagpipes and didgeridoo throat talking that then subtitles appeared to tell me about dreams before a studio logo in like the the black IMAX screen. And it's just the IMAX sound, so everything's just kind of like, you're just like in, you're just like getting vibrated. And then it's just like dreams and i was like fucking what <laughs> that is the greatest thing i've ever heard. that that maybe that's still probably my favorite part but uh there's I'll not start. that there's sorry go ahead no i was, I was just like, gonna say the episode with it oh yeah i mean that yeah, that's what i did <laughs> before we recorded i texted sean i was like i need you to, i didn't want to tell you what i was doing but i was just like i need you to translate for me okay <laughs> Uh, but uh, I was about to say, there, I feel like there is a version of this that is closer to an Aquaman or a Valyrian or something like that, where it's just a lot because there's so much dense shit and it's just be a lot of running about and doing it, the whole book, doing a speed run of the story 
where they're just like, yeah, whatever. I just got to keep on moving. And like, there is a version that is that, but it's so much better that it's not. <laughs> like, it's better that it's slow and you get, you get the scale, you get the scope, you get the, like, they definitely chose to focus more on the, like, Paul story. Like, that, obviously, like, like you said, there's not as much of the politics. Like, they didn't have the scene where the dinner, you know, like, they didn't. Yeah. It was, it's more about Paul, which I get. Like, yeah, inevitably, like, that's where this is going, so. I think, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's going to be some sort of, like, mutual exposition dumps between him and Zendaya in part two, where she tells him about they Freeman. Just and catch up, yeah. Tells her about uh his crazy stuff he's like yeah so there's never although yeah that would be that would be a good yeah that would actually be a good chance to drop like the the water story maybe i think there'd be yeah there's like a lot that they can do because yeah all the stuff with like because there's more there's you can add more to that like there's they kind of gloss over it oh they meet they like hook up and then two years pass yeah (laughs) yeah doesn't he have kids too yeah yeah spoilers but like it, there's like a lot that fucking happens that yeah. just gets completely glazed over where it's like, i think they might actually show that in part two as well like they might not even glaze over it because they also talk the harkonnens talk about what rabin was up to and shit so like i'm like you could just show that and have that yeah. be like kind of beef up your action too like there's like a ton of battles that you don't even watch like you don't even mm-hmm. you just hear about after the fact kind of thing yeah so you can expand on it if you wanted to yeah, no, I think there's going to be, like, a lot of that kind of stuff. There's going to be a fucking good gladiator arena, though. I love a good sci... Give me a good sci-fi arena fight. Oof, buddy. A Denis Villeneuve one? Mm. Who do you think... Uh, who do you think is going to be Fade? If it's going to be, like, another beef... Like, another, beefy like, boy. Beef, beef boy. Like a Taylor Lautner. No, uh, he's too old, probably. I don't know. I, don't know. I probably... Paul's age, right? He kind of needs to be, like, a contemporary, or no? Uh, it doesn't have to be like i don't know i don't i don't know because they got to be like evil they're gonna be like in makeup bald and stuff and, yeah yeah weird Give me a or maybe Zach. he won't be bald maybe he won't he'll be like the only non-bald harkin and that'd be kind of cool just make it zach efron then <laughs> honestly like, honestly yeah um because he's like look at my perfect fred ratha he's great isn't he fred ratha we're bringing me my fed <laughs> my the um yeah because there's i don't remember who else i don't remember meeting stilgar as early in the book i think stilgar they made him they i think they swapped him out with like another guy i don't remember meeting still in the beginning i could be wrong i think they did the spit scene that that was i think that's in the book i don't remember that being stilgar that's like a minor i don't remember if it is either but it makes sense to it was yeah it it was good it was fucking great scene i like that um and then Momo being the one to be like, nah, brother, this is a good thing. This is how they do it, brother. Thank you for your gift of water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just like kind of stumbles through it. <laughs> yeah. I I really want more of the water stuff of like the bodies and like they, yeah. I, I, I love that the date trees were more of a thing in the movie. Like they're mm-hmm. mentioned and they're like come up, but that is such a striking image of like the however many date trees. And then the one guy is just like, this is enough water for a hundred people a day. And I'm like, yeah, that's a, such a striking image. And then when they're burning, I'm like, this yeah. is such a fucking, there's something just so striking about that. But I don't know. 
did the Harkonnens plant those, or did the... They said they were sacred, so they were probably planted longer before that. I don't remember. It feels like it'd be a Harkonnen thing to, like, keep those. We're like, no, this is a good Just thing, but then it's also... Check it out. Yeah, it's like, look what we have. Like, it's yeah. it's very it's very that. Like, yeah. it feels... Because the Harkonnens, they would just, like, make people... They would just, like, waste water in, like, front yeah. of other people and stuff and, like, throw it on the floor and people would, like, wring it out and collect it and stuff. Like, there's a lot of weird, weird water stuff. Um, yeah. Um, I... I don't know. What else? I'm trying to think. What else? Because we're, we're jumping all over. I know. It's, the, um... The, yeah, the invasion was cool as hell. Yeah. Um, I thought Batista would be in it a little more, but like it tracks with the book. Like he's not in it that much in the book at yeah, that he, point. Yeah, he's just gonna be more of a presence and a commander. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Harkonnen shit was great. The Sardaukar shit was awesome. Yeah, where they all talk crazy, and then there it's all yeah. the bagpipes. A lot of bagpipes throughout. It's fucking crazy. Uh, we get to see a worm rider at the end. Yeah, the the Jameis stuff was the yeah the fight with Jameis was good, um, and I I think they'll probably go through with like what happens after they kind of have to. That's kind of it'd be really probably, good really good cold open. I feel yeah, just yeah. do that whole ceremony. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I have as much else to like because we didn't. I mean, we're pretty much in agreement with everything. It's it's it, rules. It fucking rules it fucking rules it just it doesn't do anything super crazy or different it's just like really it, like it, it's like this is why i like the it's it's very much like oh i got obsessed with this book over the summer after reading it like but like this is why i like it you see yeah like i can't explain it to you but this this yeah this is good like, <laughs> like it, it, yeah it does a good job of yeah it shows what what's great about it um making it accessible and stuff like yeah it doesn't beat you over the head with anything. No. Um, it doesn't assume anything, really. But it also doesn't... It doesn't... Yeah. It doesn't assume your audience is stupid, either, which I like. Love that. And I think yeah. that's that's what you're getting with Denis Villeneuve doing... Like, a master filmmaker doing this instead of, uh, you know, like, whatever super producer overseeing it. Like, uh, Marvel stuff is completely different and epic and and blah 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 but not in the same ways and oh it's it, yeah it's different spectacle it no yeah it is um i lost my train of thought but it, it's just the difference between like this kind of like i don't know you, you you're getting something so much more since he is just like a master filmmaker this feels like they're like denny you made an incredible movie with blade runner you spent a lot of money on it though and it didn't make it back so like we'll give you one more shot to make something expensive okay now what do you want to do he's like i want to do an adaptation of dune they're like, <laughs> they're like oh fuck okay well we said you could uh <laughs> Uh, uphill battle all right uh and he's like all right well can you do it in one it's gonna be two. Oh, <laughs> we'll give you enough money for one how about that <laughs> just to, i just imagine whoever was talking to him has a pen and they're starting to like, like we'll give you enough for one he's like okay i'm gonna figure out how to do the rest of it though and maybe some tv shows and they're like all right we'll give you enough for one <laughs> <laughs> It feels like I mean, it does feel like that though. Like he, it kind of feels like he was just like, "I'm gonna shoot my shot." I'm like, doing Dune. Like I've, he's, he seems like he's always wanted to do it, and it, it, it. 
the way it's presented, it you could just tell that it's someone's it. passion project and he's cared about. Like Peter Jackson with Lord of the Rings. It, it has that, like, I've been thinking about this for decades kind of feel to it. Yeah. And it kind of just came naturally to him. The, like, certain scenes, the Benny, the Benny Gesserit landing and taking off are so striking and weird because it's just like space witches when the... Speaker. I love the conversation with Paul and Jessica right after that, when it's just like they're both in like the middle of the frame and it's just fog. And they can't really see each other clearly. It's great. It's really good. That's a just, good scene. That is that is such a good fucking scene because it's just they don't quite understand each other yet. It's not yeah. clear. Nothing's quite clear yet. It's it's yeah because really Jessica's like fucking with him. Like she's because like the Benny Gesser it can they only are supposed to have girls right? Yeah, and. They're, it's like the all of these people are advanced humans, so they can control whether or not they can have boys or girls. Mm-hmm. So, especially she's the like, well, guess what? I'm gonna fucking make a boy and make this prophecy happen that like uh, one of the Benny Gesserit is gonna produce a boy and he's gonna be this kiss the watch short- how to rock. The shortening of the way between yeah. the shortening of the present and the future. Yeah. Uh, whatever which took me until maybe the last like 20 pages to be like uh i think i get this like yeah um just as like what the concept was yeah so she yeah she kind of went rogue and then all the other because <laughs> they're like what the fuck so then like she makes him do the test and... all that potential wasted on a man <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> so like that's great great line great line the the reverend mother has like that and then there's one part where she's talking to the baron and she's just like initiate silence <laughs> and i was like this lady fucking rules <laughs> oh yeah the code a real of silence. i forgot about the code of silence the code of silence code of silence comes in moments after bdsm spider exits the movie but enters our hearts um (laughs) did you think i was going to talk this much about the bdsm spider no i'm glad you are though no it's great because i was i was reading about it i was like what the fuck was that and then i was like oh the harkonnens are just like they're all about fucking with genes and shit so that's probably just a person that they like merge with a spider okay because i was like that's one of those things i wasn't sure if i missed because I've seen screenshots of like the David Lynch movie and the move, the David Lynch movie shows the navigators and I never understood what the navigators were in the book, but they're not people. No. They're I, like, yeah. They, I don't know. They look weird they, blob brain things or whatever. Yeah. It's I'm like, uh, uh, what? <laughs> yeah. They, uh, when the fucking, when the people that show up, uh, who, I was gonna say the emperor's people arrive. Yeah. And they're like, that was all i was like oh hell I yeah was, i was getting to that because i was just like that was such a i'm just gonna present you this fucking thing everybody's in this weird ceremonial stuff everyone's in Court crazy costumes crazy characters like some i guess they were from different planets because they had like the, it seemed like they had like their atmosphere like in their helmets or whatever like probably i didn't even think about that that's probably right yeah like some of them had like it looked like they had like the spice like it looked like they had the iraq and because spice i guess melange is the they create space travel it's like cocaine it's heroin it's like all the great things and terrible things and all the it's a drug but the navigators take it so that they can see a little bit in the future so that they can properly plot interstellar travel to like work Mm. around like if you're traveling in between stars and you want to do it quickly there's a lot of shit that's going to be between where you are and where you want to go so if they do the take some of the spice then they can see ahead, and then it's basically like GPS spice, yeah, yeah. which is such a crazy idea. But <laughs> it's great, yeah. 
Um, I didn't even think about that. That there's probably nav people who are with the navigators because the navigator guild is like corrupt. That's the whole thing. And then people in their atmosphere and stuff. Because even then, the the dude who speaks for the emperor is like, I I'm curious who's gonna be the emperor. But um, I know, and like what he's gonna look like. Emperor Shadam, whatever. The the Paradish Emperor, like whatever. He's got a lot of like names. Padishah Emperor Shadam the Fourth or whatever. Shadam the Fourth. And a character shows up with a million other wacky characters in tow to like shout that nonsense at everybody, and I'm like, yeah. this rules. Like, yeah. I love this. I love people talking nonsense like it means something. Give me all of that. Like, yeah, <laughs> fucking rules. <sighs> yeah, I can't. I I'm thinking. I have high hopes. I think I have. I'm optimistic. I think the internet is pretty hype on it. Everyone's talking about it. I mean, it was a ton packed. Of memes. My theater was packed too, and we were cracking up because every there's a lot of couples who went, and every couple it was just guys that like, looked exactly like me, and then their girlfriends who looked like they were along, just like okay, I don't know, he looks very excited. I feel like that's kind of Dune in a nutshell. It's just like <laughs> men, dudes that are really into it, and women that just have to put up with it. And they're like, oh no, I actually really like that though. <laughs> I was talking I'm gonna to I'm going to try um, to get Gail to go. I might do a third IMAX viewing later this week. I mean, yeah. Uh, oh, what was it say? It's got T-shells. Everyone loves T-shells. <laughs> yeah, Kelly was just like, I don't think I ever saw him before. I didn't know that's what, what he was. She was like, I thought he was I liked him. Yeah. <laughs> like, she was like, it's just a movie where it's like, even if you Brolin. don't like Sorry. Brolin, yeah. Because she was like, even if you don't know what's going on, and I was thinking the same thing while we were watching it, you're just watching the biggest versions of, like, beautiful people's faces yeah. for, like, three yeah. hours. Like, oh, there's something appealing about that. Yeah, um, I agree. I fucking, uh, Ger yeah, Brolin as Gurney Halleck was great. I kind of wish we got a little uh, guitar or um, ballast. Yeah. Um, but he, he was great. I loved the the scar, yeah. like the whole the great flying. Yeah, yeah. They he quietly vanishes, and yeah. you just never hear back from him. There's a lot of characters who it just never goes back to. Where it's like in a way that's like it's pretty effective. Um, wouldn't be surprised if that's like a cold open thing. That'd be weird. But um, yeah, Gurney Gurney's good. Uh, Going back to the whole couples thing, I was talking to uh, one of the teachers at the school on Friday, and I mentioned that I had seen it, uh, and they were like, oh, yeah, my boy, <laughs> they're like, closer to my age, they're like, yeah, my boyfriend really wants to go, and I just started cracking up, because I was just like, it truly was just couples that looked exactly like, I was like, I don't think you're going to be alone in that. Um, oh, yeah. man. Fucking Gurney's great. I, I feel, I don't know if there's anyone else who we missed, but like. Oh, Thufir Howitt. Awesome. Yeah, he's great. And Paul just, like, loves him. I was like, oh, buddy. Um, he's another one of the characters who he just kind of vanishes to after mm. uh, after the attack. And I think it, it, it they kind of quietly go away. And it's like, I think it's, it almost feels like a thing where it's like, yeah, if I don't know what's happening next, like, I don't know if they're going to be alive or dead or what. Um, yeah, which they're, is just, they're just in the ether. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's I'm awesome. Go see it if you in IMAX if you watch it on HBO. Like it is so it, worth it. It's so worth it. This was the most James Bond and IMAX we talked about. Really good. It was good. Yeah. This is like I would almost say necessary. Like to you. Like I don't understand like why you wouldn't for this one. 
I at least the biggest screen you can find, like because it it really. I tried watching it. Hey, sixty five inch four K still wasn't doing it for me. I mean, because it's also the sound. The sound yeah. of this fucking thing. I you want to get just fucking gut punched the whole time and yelled at by that lady. Um, yeah, it's. Yeah, it's a good movie. It's um, probably the best movie I saw in theaters last week, I'd say. Um, oh, compared to... <laughs> compared to what, Sean? Better let there be carnage. <laughs> I was going to go after this if I had time, but I think Gail's going to be back, so I was like... <laughs> Are you really going to? There's other I things. I don't know. The French Dispatch is out. It's not playing anywhere. I will go me. with her. She's a big Wes Anderson fan, so we'll probably go see that. I'll give her yeah. that if she gets. If, I'll be like, yo, Dune for Wes Anderson. Little T. Chalamet double feature. Come there on. There you go. That's good. That's a good call. Go wrong. Yeah. The Chalamet double double day. I don't know. There's probably some kind of rhyme there, but Chalamet. Yeah. I, if I were you, Sean, just just see something else. There's no reason to see. I I. There's no reason. <laughs> There is no, <laughs> not even to talk about it. There's like nothing to say. There's a few things it had. Speaking of senses of scale, uh, Dunes is incredible. Uh, Let there be <laughs> carnage. Carnage not. and Venom are more like basically like ni- Godzilla ninety eights, where like oh, I no. Carnage I guess got bigger throughout the whole movie. Every time he killed people, I was like, okay, that's weird. It's, it's Whoa, I dropped something. The Venom movies are the fucking weirdest things. <laughs> They're so it's weird. It's amazing that we have two, let alone any, but like two is amazing to me. Yeah, uh, this is getting out of hand, but like, yeah, Tom Hardy just like is just kind of wet and he just kind of talks like this the whole time. And he's like, okay, I guess we're gonna another one. He's just doing fucking the, like melty, basically. Or like, uh, what's his name? You reminded me of uh, D'Onofrio in uh, Men in Black. I mean, yeah, because he's got an alien in him. Yeah, yeah. I, would, I wouldn't be surprised if that was his whole thing. They reference the lobster tank though, which I think is necessary to bring up. Uh, it's it's you not. They're like, yeah, do I have to bring it? It's like a cop who's just like all these weird things. Yeah, you were the only survivor of this, and do I have to mention the lobster tank? And I was like, I was like, in fact, officer, you do. Um, yeah, it's bad, but uh, there's like not there's like it feels like a early two thousands superhero movie. It's really bad. There's like a fight in a church at the end, but it's not even like a, it's not like interesting. You're just watching a bunch of goop. It's like, it's, it's weird, but carnage feels like he's like made out of like meat and it feels less that like carnage is a thing that like covers Woody Harrelson. And it's more like Woody Harrelson just kind of like expands out. And then it's just like meat is just like carnage, but it's never explained. So I don't even know if that's right. It's bad. (laughs) It's it's bad. The a cop at the end suddenly has like glowing eyes right before he dies, and I was like, "What's that supposed to be?" Excuse me. <laughs> I'm really mad about that. Uh, yeah, it's, it was it was bad. And then the post credit scene, uh, Venom starts talking about. I had to I had to sneak in a Venom talk. I'm sorry, but Venom it's at okay, the end okay. uh, is just like, "What if I told you, Eddie Brock, about all this knowledge I have about all the hive mind of the Venom verse or whatever?" And he's and Tom Hardy's like, "Well, I guess I, you know, I worry about that, all right." Uh, and then he's about to show him all this knowledge, and then a bunch of light glows, and then the room that they're in goes like, and they end up in a different hotel room. This is spoilers for Venom too. 
And then they're on, the, they're in a completely different hotel room. And they're like, what was that? And then Venom's like, I don't know. And they go to the TV and J. Jonah Jameson is just like Spider-Man and is in fact Peter Parker. And then Venom goes and he like licks the TV. And, uh, and he licks Tom Hardy and he's just like, mm, looks tasty. And then there, then some guy comes out and he's like, what are you doing in my room? And they're like, uh, we don't know. And I was just like, okay. All right, Venom is now in the MCU. Oh, no. All right. They're doing a multiverse thing. Sony with their gun to Feige's head being like, you want Spider-Man? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's what it seems like. But right. it's just like, it was it was really, really fucking rough. And I was just like, why did I do this? <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, I knew it was going to be bad, but I didn't think it was... It it's not as trashy as I thought it was gonna be. Like it was like trashy, but it's like not. It's a it's so fucking weird. I don't know. Maybe see it. I don't know, but don't <laughs> see it when it's free somewhere. Go see Dune though. Fucking seriously though. Seriously, see Dune. Um, we want more of this. I mean, I do. I want just one more Denis Villeneuve shit. At the very least, him. Because if this turns into Denis like overseeing this franchise, where he, maybe he doesn't direct all of them, like I would almost want him to evolve into something like that where yeah like cultivating great talent it's that but similar to what we were saying about like there's things like the representation of the freeman as middle eastern arabic people there's one point early on when they first land on arrakis and there's just like all the people standing out there and they're just like in robes and stuff i was just like that's not yeah i was like that's not even subtle like yeah i started thinking about like well it would be fucking awesome if middle or an arabic person like directed this yeah and then for like unfortunately i understand like like there i don't know as many filmmakers that have proven that they could use like could could make a movie on that scale and everything like which i know sounds shitty uh and is shitty well it points to the lack of diversity at the start to cultivate that talent to i would hope yeah my, my point is i would hope as they continue, if this does take off, that they can like involve more yeah. voices that are more uh, can do something with that in a way that like d- like is just better and more interesting. I don't know. I think I don't know. I, I feel like that's uh, worth worth saying. Absolutely. No, I agree. Yeah, because it, it's hard to ignore when you read the book too. Um, it, it's impossible to ignore when you read the book. Um, I think they at least kind of give Paul that like, well, we're kind of like Paul's aware of it at least I think. And they, I think that's how they kind of at least reconciled that in the movie version. Yeah. Like Paul's like, this isn't great. (laughs) And the Freeman are the ones who are like ultimately right. Like they're like, right. They know what they're doing. They just start getting taken advantage of. Yeah. Uh, in ways that are like uh, suck, but also like in a way that's just like eh, still representation wise doesn't feel great. No. So I don't know. It's there's weird layers to it where I think and again, I hate that I'm saying like you get both sides, but like it does feel like you you, you there's like commentary on it while it's happening that it's just like this isn't great. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that it dives into that more in part two, which it probably will. That's kind of where most of it starts to happen anyway. It does. Well, yeah. Do you, do you want to do a little book talk? Yeah, why not? All right. Should so if you have, if you, I think we should like give a disclaimer. We're going to yeah. stop talking about the movie. If you haven't read the book, just stop. Cause it's probably going to spoil 
the yeah. next movie for sure. Or if you, but if you're a freak like that media Sam spider, and you're just like, well, I want to find out what happens in the book so I can Tell know me. what happens in the movie. You can keep on listening. I don't care either way. I don't care because I want to talk. We'll fill you in. We'll fill about you in. The end of the book with my good buddy Sean because the yeah. end of the book is it's what crazy. cemented it. It's what turns it from like uh, like a cool thing I read into like this is an incredible fucking work of fiction. Like it's yeah. Yeah. What did you think? What did you think of the ending? I don't know. It was. Cr- I was like, wait, what? Like, so there's a book. There's three books in the first book. Book two ends a little bit after where this ends. And it's like, they he kills Jameis. They have this whole ceremony where they kind of teach Paul about, like, giving their water to the tribe or to, to, to the rest of the Fremen. And, yeah. Um, the Fremen and like, have been. It's, it's like a whole ritual. And it's yeah. really like, oh, it's kind of his, like, aha moment, I guess. Or yeah. one of them. You get a lot of their culture is just about, like, there's this amount of water on the planet. We take we human being like humans use this much if you die whatever your water goes to the planet and like that's yeah and then other people can use it like it's mm-hmm. it's like that kind of philosophy like kind of informs everything else it is really fucking cool they have some yeah. process where they like turn dead people into just water and then there's a lot of bargaining for that like later on and stuff it, it's really fucking cool but and like paul he cries he like sheds a tear and like they that's how they realize like oh maybe he's not such a bad guy after all because they were pissed at him at first because they're like dude you fucking like you messed around with Jameis and then killed him and he's like i didn't know i didn't want to kill him and he he cries and they're like oh he gives he gives water to the dead so which is like super rare yeah no one cries in that in that culture um and then they're they're eventually he learns that they're like ho- not really hoarding but like they just keep collecting they have all these like stashes of water and they also yeah. imply that they're like there's a lot with some of the stuff with the worms that i didn't fully understand where it's like the basically there is more water on the planet but also it's like that's kind of for the worms but that water is also the only way to really kill them you can drown them yeah um and like there's a certain thing where if you drown them when they're at a certain size then they secrete this like chemical that's like a super drug where it's like it's like if you think the spices i'm gonna fucking put you on a trip like hold on to your hat um it's like crazy and it like it like changes you at like a molecular level or something like that but there's like a lot of stuff like that but Paul eventually starts really leaning into the Messiah thing and like Stilgar starts like believing it. But then like for me, and apparently the second book is like way more about this. Like in the last like 50 or so pages of the book, Paul just go, he just does a heel turn where he's just like, he's kind of evil and it's awesome. Like it, it comes out of nowhere, but it's also just like, Oh, okay. Like what? Like once that started happening, I was just like, this is fucking crazy. Like you're cause now he's not, it's clear he's never been doing any of this for some noble purpose. Like now he's just like getting his taste for like power and like notoriety. And I'm like, Oh my God. Yeah, I don't know. Like, oh, I want to be emperor. Like he's, he's like, like, Oh, he's like, I'm, I want to be emperor. I have a path to doing that. And here's how it's going to happen. <laughs> like it's, it's fucking crazy. It's yeah. Yeah. Cause he, the, the time jump is two years. He has a, he has a boy with Cheney um dick cheney <laughs> johnny um and also do we i wait i forget if they drop that jessica's pregnant in this 
she yeah yeah they they, they bring it up and it comes yeah. up a little bit throughout um yeah. and he has their, a sister their sister is like older like they she ages faster she jessica drinks that weird worm juice that yeah. i was just talking about while she's pregnant and it like changes her and her unborn baby so she's two but like can talk is intelligent and like all this other stuff and that little weird two-year-old who's like a super genius like spoiler alert fucking kills the baron and it was like such a it is such a like it feels so insignificant when it happens to the point where it's the i had to reread it i was like wait what happened she's just like it's basically just like doink and then he's in his little suspenders and he's like ah and he just is like floating and spinning (laughs) like i'm like i think i clapped when i read it i was like yeah she she hits him with the gong jabbar right yeah, it's fucking yeah. great. And his fat ass just like coils up, and he just uh, is floating around in the air because he's just his it little floaty thing. It's so satisfying. It's so fucking good. And she's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna kill you." And then he's like, "Yeah, all right, I'd love to see you try." And then she's like, "You're my grandfather." He's like, "What?" <laughs> like, um, well, he calls fucking Duglado cousin in the movie. I was like, right. "Oh, that's." Kind of, I was like, "Did they just like drop that like right now?" Yeah, because it never came up otherwise. So no lineage. Hmm. Interesting. And I was like, "Oh, maybe they just like dropped it and like hope people like he's just like saying something." I don't know. But I was like, "Oh shit!" Just, like, yeah fuck that's kind of a big spoiler yeah uh, yeah it's fucking crazy but then like paul like basically takes command of the freeman to fight his battles for him like it's kind of what ends up happening uh yeah he like and he he like bre- he like breaches like treaties of war and stuff like he uses atomics he does like all this shit where like, you're just not supposed to do it and he just does it anyway yeah. uh and then like holds the emperor kind of at ransom for a little bit and he's just and then he just does all these like fucking crazy political moves it's so good where it's just like it's nuts there's a bunch of new characters you meet princess Irulan. you're like oh great like she's the fucking emperor's daughter the emperor does say do it at one point yes. you sent me a, you sent me a like, picture of that's awesome <laughs> I, that, I could i mean that has to be a reference to do i don't know i mean Lucas was very inspired by Dune. I was good. Yeah, there's. So I mean, there's got to be something in there. I yeah. wouldn't. Who knows? Maybe like book three. Like Paul is basically like Sheev. Like we don't know. Like, <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, I, fucking... I, were you doing specifically the Emperor's laugh from the Revenge of the Sith trailer? Because that's what it kind of sounds like. You know, one. <laughs> yeah. We've talked about this. Oh fuck. Um. <laughs> Yeah, the ending it's it's crazy. Fucking uh their kid dies, Paul's kid dies. Like off screen basically. And it's really sad. Yeah. And that kind of just sets him off. Right. I guess. Or does it? I don't really right. remember. No, it does. He, does he just kind of ignore it or he thinks he ignores it. Maybe. He's like in a coma kind of and then he he takes the worm juice again, I think like after they die and then he goes into like a super trip. I think yeah it's crazy then, like so much shit happens and like, I need he to finds out it. that they die like over the radio like it's like yeah. it's like it happens and he's like wait what yeah and then he just he's just like here's how he's like hey emperor like <laughs> this is what we're gonna do <laughs> he's yeah. like I'm and he's gonna... also like oh i'm gonna marry someone and like cheney's just Chani's just gonna be my concubine 
and she's just like, uh, excuse me? Like, <laughs> it's it's really fucked up. His treatment of Chani especially is like so fucked up at the end where it comes out of nowhere and she's just like, like it, it, she he just kind of does it so fast. And at this point, he's amassed so much power that she doesn't even really know how to like, like it kind of disarms her is what it feels like from, mm-hmm. from memory. Um but then, like, Je- it, like the last like paragraphs of the book are about like Jessica talking to Chani because Jessica never married Leto, and it's just basically just like it's not about it. It's kind of like it's it's more or less like the concubines will like inherit the earth almost. Like it's like yeah. it's like that's they're more well because like the Benny the Benny Jesseret like they're often like accused of having like running a shadow government. And like, cause they all have yeah. like, they're all like basically whispering to all of these house leaders. Yeah. Like they all have their own like truth sayers or whatever. Yeah. And so it's like, uh, is Jessica got something going on? Like on the side, you know, like it's like, well, that's like a whole thing. There's like 300 yeah. pages of people just like, don't people don't trust Jessica. And then a bunch of people think that she's the, the, the spy. She's the one yeah. who sold everyone out. Um, uh, before the attack and then after like a couple characters are just like no it was clearly her and then it takes her a while to be like why would it have been me <laughs> like yeah yeah it's really good and because like they do do a good job of like Lido and her were like we're clearly like in love and yeah. then Chani and Paul clearly are in love but now he's doing this he's just like yeah I'm gonna do a quick political marriage and she's like what like yeah it's fucking crazy it's great it's it's because i just i how do yeah sorry go ahead i was gonna say because he figures out um paul's just like if i wanted to i can just kill all the worms and then it's like the worms shit gets wet or something and then it kind of like under the sand turns into a fungus which eventually like builds up stuff and then it's like gas under the sand that eventually like pops and explodes and that's what puts all the spice in the air it's like that's oh, kind of like the weird life cycle i think so yeah. it, it took me reading the uh glossary multiple times to to be like oh, wait what because like they never explicitly really say it um and he's just like i'll destroy the spice and then what are you gonna do interstellar travel much like yeah, this right. would destroy the entire empire this is the most important fucking planet you have like you yeah like I and he's like and Paul's also just like and guess what like I'll do it and I don't even give a shit like I'm I don't give a fuck I don't give a fuck I'm a Jesus what do you yeah. want like space Jesus we gonna do about it space Jesus I loved it it's great yeah. the book's great it's entertaining as hell it's weird um super fucking weird the movie did a good job of like balancing all of it yeah i think it was a it's a hard balancing act to do because there's a lot yep i'm really excited to see really what they do at the end there because i forgot about some of the stuff too i forgot he had villain. it's like oh it's and apparently the second book is like really about him being the villain and i'm like that's part of the reason why i'm holding off on reading it where i'm just like i think i'm gonna really love that just because by the end of the book, I was just like, I was like, man, Paul, Paul kind of sucks. And then by like the very end, I was just like, oh no, they've deliberately did this, and that's why I love it as like a um, cautionary functions- tale. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, but it also it's a it is a hero's journey, Messiah, chosen one story. But then it's also at the same time like why those are bad. Like it's yeah. like a deconstruction of like 
this isn't something to aspire to. <laughs> like, you'll, okay, like, you'll, all right, you're the chosen one and you did it. You did your thing. Uh, then what? What's going to stop you after yeah, that? Yeah. Like, that's, it's kind of, I, I, I compare it like to people that have never read it or never seen it or like don't know what it's about. I'm like, it's kind of Game of Thronesy because it's like, very, it's like, this is what happens after the happy ending kind of thing. Like, Robert mm-hmm. Baratheon wins the throne, but what happens after that? Like, yeah. what happens when someone else wants the throne? Like, yeah. what happens when, like, yeah, what happens when when Neo is the chosen one and, like, gets what he gets? Like, might, we might find out in Matrix 4. I don't know. Or, oh, boy, I was about to use the Matrix as my comparison point for the de- deconstruction of the chosen one myth, yeah. uh, which is really what the sequels do. Uh, mm. And I think you have to look towards Agent Smith as a weird inverse of that. Um, yeah. Man, the Matrix sequels, very good on paper, I think, kind of, maybe. I, who can really say? But uh, <laughs> I'm sure a lot of YouTube, really I'm sure a lot of YouTube essays have a lot to say about that. Oh, and when fuck. I say I'm sure, I, I, I actually mean it. I've watched you know, a bunch yeah. of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Fucking. It's Highway Go see Dune. Go see Dune. Don't see Venom. I honestly kind of regret it. Like, I'm. Yeah, like I'll probably pissed. I'll probably see French Dispatch. I'll take yeah, I'll go see that. That'll be yeah. a fun little date. I want to see French Dispatch. I don't know if it's playing near me. It's not certainly not in Re- Regal near me is letting me down. No, A 24s Lamb, which I really wanted to see because that looked really weird. And they usually have A 24 stuff. In fact, yeah. I Instagram was giving me ads about how Regal explicitly was showing Lamb, and I was like, oh, okay, what about my local one? And no. Uh, <laughs> No French Dispatch, which pissed me off. But then I saw next week, there's two that I'm curious about. One is Antlers, which is a horror movie with, like, Harry Russell that GDT produced. Oh. It was supposed to come out a while ago. That was a pandemic one. It just okay. looked like a weird, creepy horror movie where there's some sort of, like, antler monster. Where I'm like, oh, uh, yeah, I'll see that. It sounds good. And then next week, Eddie Eddie Wright is back. That's um, right. Last Night in yeah. Soho. Yeah. So yeah, it's uh, I don't know. Uh, Good month for movies. October October has been has been really really has been has been pretty good. Yeah, and right before we recorded, Sean, because I was weirdly set up early, which I'm usually not (laughs) scrambling. But uh, uh, Eternals reviews just broke, and I was reading. Oh, sounding like it's uh, you know, seven out of ten range. Like this is good, but could have been better, and kind of isn't great interesting which i'm pretty disappointed to hear big swings i'm hoping that's what i'm hoping for if it, i'm hoping for big swings if it takes big swings i'm all for it yeah um i'm curious to see it i think it looks i'm i don't know i'm excited for it. i think it looks pretty good but it, it sounds like it's a um really good but maybe like once it kind of starts getting it gets a little too big in scale after a certain point is what it sounds like mm. and i'm just like oh it's disappointing because that's what i that's what i really like yeah. Neil Gaiman has a run of it that I read where it's basically just like one celestial has been like buried under part of the earth. And then it's like the last two issues of that run are it starts waking up and it's like a, I, I was hoping that's what they it doesn't look like it in the trailers. That's what it's going to be. But it's like, I kind of want to see a natural disaster cosmic event thing happening in one of these. I think would be really fucking cool, but yeah. whatever. I'm not Academy award winner, Chloe Zhao. <laughs> So, anyway, uh, fucking good, good talk. Though. This was a good. Yeah, this is good. We're you know bummed. We I'm still bummed. Our fandom thing. I know that's a good one. 
because we saw that Batman trailer again, and I'm like, this is good, but I, I've been thinking about other IMAX movies to see because I just did two this month. I know, and I'm like, Eternals maybe. Yeah, Matrix. I think think they shot it in IMAX. They shot scenes in IMAX, so at least large format because Marvel helped really field test those cameras. I think, but um. I was going to say, but then I'm like thinking about like, uh, like Matrix and Bat. after seeing the Batman trailer in IMAX, I'm like, I don't know. If they did a lot of stuff in the volume with that. I'm like, that's not the same. Like this, this was like real locations, IMAX mm-hmm. footage, which is, mm-hmm. yeah. So I agree. Anyway. They had to, they had to make do with what they had during the pandemic. It is what it is. No, I know. I'm actually not. I think, I think this version of Batman kind of lends itself to a smaller, scale yeah. you know like it doesn't have to be huge like a nolan you know big imax as much as i love imax footage i'm like i'm okay with it being more like kind of a straightforward yeah movie it's fine with me <laughs> as we talked about it's gonna be three hours and uh, i at least have a theory that there's gonna be like two villains that are lead up and we haven't even seen what the actual movie's about is still my theory <laughs> that could be like a bait and switch that'd be kind of fun i think so um, if it's almost three hours i think riddler my I still think Riddler discovered something he wasn't supposed to, and then Batman's going to get swept up in Court of Owls. I think I, that's my, still my guess. But And Penguin's going to be like, they were going to make me one of the owls, not a penguin. Ooh, I was going to take flight. They gave me the wrong bird. <laughs> they gave me the wrong bird juice, and then they turned me into a penguin. I'm like, this is in a weird direction for this character. <laughs> We gave you, we're sorry, we gave you the wrong bird juice. It's like, what the fuck happened to this? <laughs> yeah, Sean, they had to make do in the pandemic, I guess. Uh, anyway, um, hey, talk. tell us what you thought about Dune. And, uh, like, rate, subscribe, all that fun stuff. All that fun stuff. And, you know, we'll be back either with, if, if, if either of us crush the rest of the Sopranos that we have to do in a week. Maybe we'll yeah. come back for that. I don't know. I have, that's yeah. gonna be that's like literally like fourteen hours of Sopranos I'd have to do this week. Like just think a numbers game. Let's I'm wondering how long when Many Saints is even gonna be on HBO Max too. The thirty first. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah, that's why I'm like fuck. Two I, a day. You can probably do it. I probably could, but I've been watching a lot of horror stuff. But that's I watched. True. I did watch two Nightmare on Elm Streets today, so I'm cruising. <laughs> Oh, fuck. Let me tell you, uh, neither of them were very good. So, <laughs> uh, fuck. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But the uh, next one is the weird meta meta one. So I'm excited about that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good one. Yeah. Anyway, that have a good one, everybody. And um, yeah. be safe out there. Have a happy Halloween. Have a happy Halloween and uh, enjoy the spice. Yeah, not too much, though. You don't want the blue eyes and the, the addiction and you can't leave the planet. Anyway. Blue eyes, full spice, can't lose. <laughs> I'm going to hit stop on that. I yeah. feel good about that. <laughs> that was good. <laughs>